The following program contains misinformation, disinformation, and hate speech. It also features personalities who have been labeled far-right, semi-fascist, neo-Nazi, fringe, domestic extremists holding unacceptable viewpoints. Any and all calls for justice are to be taken in the context of Minecraft, the game, as are any references to wood chippers, helicopters, or firearms. This product has not been evaluated by the FDA. We do not condone illegal behavior. We do not offer financial, medical, or any other professional advice. All comments are for comedic purposes only. Views expressed within this program do not accurately reflect the views of the corporation or its sponsors. Views only as directed by medical professional. Use of this product may lead to cancer. Other known side effects may include, but are not limited to, hypothermia, heat stroke, sudden adult death syndrome, dizziness, nausea, irritability, cognitive dissonance, confusion, sudden onset dementia and Alzheimer's, winter vagina, erectile dysfunction, transphobia. See pamphlet for more details. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. Consume. Obey. Welcome to my Friends Hate Freedom podcast. Today I'm here with Recycle Bin Laden, and we are going to talk lots about vaccines. So buckle up. What's up, Recycle Bin Laden? Hey, how you doing, Bear Snare? Thanks for inviting me. I'm just uh, getting off of, um, day before yesterday, a visit with James Evan Pilato in his hometown. He showed me his elementary school, bought me a beer, we played pool, got some pizza, Holy cow, yeah, that's he's awesome. A, he's, a, he's just a prince in person. I got to meet him. I was pretty happy about that, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. What's going on with you? Oh, um, well, I'm, I'm a homesteader, so I'm like trying to tie up all the summer projects before it starts freezing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel you. Take Very care. nice. That's, that's kind of like what, uh, what we're into out here. Yeah? We've got seven acres. Oh, nice. Um, that's great. It's not all flat. It's not all sunny. But, yeah. It's kind of all I ever wanted. And the wife is the same. Um, the same. I heard on your podcast, On the Record, recently you mentioned that you were eating chicken of the woods. Yeah, we, we lucked into a huge, really fresh prime. Like, I think it was nine pounds that Whoa. we got home with. And then, of course, we found more later, and it looked great. And it was like 20 pounds, and um, it was filled with larvae. It was like the oh, bugs had gotten gross. to it. Huh. So we, we, we brought that home, and then it was on the porch, and then it was on the ground outside. <laughs> but, yeah, the original, that's the first time I ever uh, tried that, and it was really tasty, really good. It's supposed to fight cancer and all that, like all mushrooms, basically. Yeah. All wild food. So, yeah, we eat a lot of normal mushrooms, but then I also take the mushroom powder, like the blended um, okay. Sacred Seven type stuff, you know, get some lion's mane in there. I like to get a little extra lion's mane and add it in, put it in my coffee in the morning. It helps me get off yeah. to a good start. I had, uh, we had 
a canister of, I think it was called mud water or something that was like mm-hmm. a mushroom coffee mix or something. Yeah. So, but yeah, we've been making tea with um, turkey tail. Yeah. And echinacea and whatever we can find. Oh, that's cool. I don't know. Yeah, all that stuff's, it's all for your immune system, like all this natural stuff that uh, we're not getting in the grocery store. You know? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I wish I was better at identifying mushrooms. I have harvested chicken of the woods, and that stuff is tasty. Um, there's a reason it's called chicken, right? Yeah, <laughs> the texture after you fry it, the texture is like some fried chicken. That's and, crazy. And even the taste. I mean, I, I'm probably mm-hmm. frying it in bacon grease, which helps, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did some in butter. I did some in tallow. Very tasty stuff. Do you... We, uh, um, we, we froze it in, uh, like, a vac seal situation, like, Sautéed some of it, vac sealed it, froze it. Cool. And then and then vac sealed some fresh and froze it. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, no problem. You do any hunting or anything? Uh, not any successful hunting, <laughs> certainly, because I, I I've never had a hunting license. So, but legally, I think it's after four acres. If you have four acres, you can hunt on your own. Okay. Property nice. Nice. My state. So we have seven acres. So I try to do. I try to hunt every year, but unfortunately, my night vision is terrible, and that's the only time they cross my land. Oh, really? Like, like really late at night when you're not allowed to hunt anyway. Right. And super butt crack at you know of dawn. Yeah, I I, I often I go jumped out. up a couple. I jumped up a couple of doe one year, but they came, they were coming straight at me, and I kind of panicked and didn't even get a shot off. They just, like, ran past me, and I was like, what the fuck just happened? Uh, if, yeah, if they're on the run, it's really hard to get something off, especially if it's closer range and you don't was, have, like, a huge field. I was, like, Elmer fudding up to this huge tree, and they <laughs> were just on the other side of it, and they um, got spooked and broke on either side of it, and it just, like, they were coming straight at me. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, big, giant beast coming at you. Oh, and man. I, I had a scope on my gun, so... Yeah, All I saw was brown, and I was like, I can't take the shot. It's oh, not- man. Oh, right. Just- yeah, one of my first times out hunting, my buddy went around, like, this little mountaintop that we were on and drove a whole herd toward me. And apparently I didn't have my gun sighted in properly or something because I somehow managed to not get anything. And I'm, like, combing over this field looking for traces of blood or something. I'm like, I know I must have gotten something, and somehow it didn't work out, but... I've gotten really into crossbow hunting, and I'm sitting in a tree stand in the woods and just waiting for them to come by, and I've been pretty successful that way. It takes It's yeah. a time commitment, but it's been working out for me at the spot I have, which, I mean, private land is kind of the only way to go because public land is just too much, too many people in the way. Yeah, my neighbors, uh, they'll let me hunt their land and stuff, but then I would want to have a license. Don't have one. <clears throat> yeah. Um, one of the first times I went out, if not the first time, I had a uh, a deer dead to rights, right in the sights, and right on a headshot too. Everything. And um, I thought, this one's young. There's there are going to be so many more. I'll let this one go. I want the big one. I want the big buck. And then, of course, it's been like that's. 10 years ago or something. I've never killed a deer. I've caught fish and stuff, but 
Yeah. Not so lucky with deer hunting. You do any, like, raising of anything, like chickens or... Absolutely. We have um, chickens and uh, meat rabbits. Oh, sweet. So, Very so the cool. rabbits, they're like uh, Flemish giant. Okay. And we introduced silver fox into the line somewhere Ooh, I've heard good things about silver fox. So they're supposed to be a little beef, a little meatier hmm. with that, you know, that genetic cross but they're 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 at least three quarters Flemish if not purebred Flemish but yeah we did try to work in some silver fox nice we, we try to buy new ones and keep the keep from having inbred rabbits we've right. been keeping them for probably nine years now maybe longer oh, wow. I don't oh that's cool yeah um, after a couple of years you got to start thinking about uh, mixing up the genetic pool <laughs> yeah so we were we were gardening and these little wild rabbits were getting in the garden and I was like, oh, if I could just trap them here, then have protein. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's what got me thinking, oh, I can get actually, there's rabbits, breeds of rabbit that have like 20 pounds of meat. Wow. That's awesome. 20 pounds. Or maybe not 20 pounds of meat, but they're 20 pounds, 20 pounds total. And yeah. At least half of its meat. Right. Know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. We've thought about doing that. We have quail and chicken right now. My friend Hassan is uh, raising quail and. He says they're great, like super great, fast, grow, like good eggs, plenty of eggs. Yeah. Yeah, we're enjoying them. My wife figured out to make, um, I don't know if you're familiar with red beet eggs. They're pickled with red beets. Okay. Um, but the quail eggs are perfect for that because they're bite-sized, so you hard-boil them and then pickle them and um, just pop them into your mouth. It's uh, it's pretty nice. It's a good way to do it because their shells on those little eggs, it's hard shells and you get like a lot of shell. Even with the fancy um, quail egg scissors thing, um, you end up getting shells in your frying pan and stuff. So doing them the hard-boiled way is a great way to do it because you can eliminate all the shells and um, just have these perfect little morsels. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we had ducks, too. Um, but the ducks got attacked by, like, a pack of wild dogs and just decimating them. Oh, jeez. We are like, okay, no ducks. <laughs> yeah, so we live in town, and we have half an acre in town, um, we have a fenced-in yard, so we don't get a lot of things that a lot of people struggle with as far as gardens and wildlife or, like, stock go. Um, like, we don't get deer in here. Um, we typically don't get foxes. We get things like skunks and groundhogs and raccoons coming through. Yeah. But, um... Hawks are kind of the major predator we have to worry about as far as the chickens go. Hawks and, I guess, foxes. Something tried to dig up, dig under the fence recently. <laughs> um, I, I just saw the other day, uh, hawks will not attack black chickens? Okay, well, that's cool. We have half of ours are black, and one of the reasons was, well... One of my reasons is because we live in town and it's like a little sketchy as to whether we're allowed to have them or not. We can have them as pets. But huh. we, ninja chickens because yeah. you're not allowed to have them. That's <laughs> well, so great. We ended I love up, it. We ended up getting a couple others, but we didn't go for any white ones. <laughs> <laughs> 
We've got um, like a Rhode Island red and a couple of um, barred rocks. Yeah, those those are good breeds. Lots of eggs, like three hundred eggs. Yeah, we're starting their lifetime. This is our first year with the chickens, so we're uh, they're they're just ramping up now that it's okay. becoming fall. I got a tip for you. Yeah. If, um, if it's because when it gets cold, they're gonna stop laying as much. Right. But um, if you put you can put a little cayenne pepper in with their food. Uh huh. And that'll make them lay more eggs. Does it necessarily or, have to be cayenne or just any, like, chili pepper flakes? Because we've got a huge bag of that that keeps away. Like, we we put that in with their food sometimes to, like, keep away the squirrels okay. and stuff. You know what I mean? But then maybe I'd look it up or something, too. Right. I don't know. Hey, I apologize about if there's background noise. Um, like Like the guy in your background, I have a metal roof, and sometimes it causes some background noise when there's rain which it's doing right now <laughs> shout out to dr watch, paul you watch dr paul enough to know about his metal roof oh I, li- I listen to his podcast every day that's amazing man so were you <laughs> watching you were watching when he had the stroke um well i don't watch live i i usually download the podcast the next day kind of thing um right on but yeah, I I think I saw that online before I even got to that podcast, and I'm not even sure if they released it as a podcast or I don't remember I don't remember exactly how they handled that. It was what like a year ago or so. Yeah, um, just maybe uh, maybe over a year now. I don't know. Time is like flying, speeding up. Yeah, yeah. All these crazy events. And if, um, it used to be like a celebrity would die, and it would be on the news for two weeks and there'd be a TV movie about their life and everyone would, you know, but so many people are dying now. It's just like, I, it, it seems like a different, I don't know. I don't really watch a lot of normie TV, but it doesn't it, seem to be the same kind of, the Buffalo Bills not paying attention when people die anymore. Right. Right. The Buffalo Bills just had their second guy right. collapse on the field and have to get carted off. And then they went really? on, they went on with the game and I mean, not. Did I, I don't know if I said. Yeah, he collapsed, right? Um, I I don't know like what his condition is or whatever, but yeah, it it wasn't like they stopped the game like they did for Demar Hamlin. I, I saw something about that that was like, uh, it was actually um, John Campbell talking on his YouTube channel, and he said they were testing. Um, the experimental injection on some people. Oh, you can a, you can say you can say all the words if you want. I don't care. Well, he was looking at he was looking at data from from nurses in the uh, UK health system. Okay. Who were vaccinated and in their health and shit. And he was he was talking about myocarditis coming up, the incidence of myocarditis. And I think he he started looking at some broader data. Maybe what he said though, because I'm butchering all this was that um, if the people were relatively inactive during the time right after the injection, they had a higher chance of survival. If the people were doing strenuous physical activity, they had a higher chance of death. Ah. So a lot of people would have the myocarditis and not even because it, it would be acute or something, it would, be, it would be like rough right after the jab for the first week or something like, or two is what he was saying. And after a while, that would all scar up and heal up and you'd, you'd be like a little bit safer, I guess, or something. That's what I took from it. 
Yeah. But yeah, yeah but about people that are athletes, warriors, soldiers, you know, firefighters, like people that are doing stuff, pushing themselves to limits. Probably, you know, need to take a couple weeks off if they're going to take the the gene juice. Well, that makes sense with that uh, Travis Scott show because those kids were getting it to go freshly in, to go into the show, and mm-hmm. then they were jumping around and doing ecstasy or whatever. And um, yeah, I, I can see how it would lead to that. <laughs> yeah. Um... He's he's just trying to piece it together, but I enjoy his honesty. And there's a there's a really good video somebody cut together of him in the in the beginning, like pushing the jabs, and then like it cut to now where he's like, "Oh my God, they're killing children," and, you know, and then cut back to him like, "This is safe and effective." And then he's like, "Oh, I can't believe they're still doing this." Like, just, yeah, um, I'll have to send that to you later. Yeah, so yeah, sure. I, it's a powerful ass video. I can put it like, in the show links if you want. Yeah, and, and it's like this is a, a guy who's a medical professional who trains nursing, you know, nurses or whatever, teaches them. So it's amazing how many people were pressured or tricked into um, participating in crimes against humanity. Yeah, and it's amazing. I was really amazed at all of my uh what's the name of your show again my friends, my friends hate, who freedom. hate freedom yeah i was really amazed that all my friends hate freedom yep me too um a lot of my friends are pretty intellectual and even freedom oriented and stuff generally good critical thinkers but i'll tell you what propaganda is a powerful thing they question 9-11 surely right they're um pretty smart people pretty they they knew about you know big government some uh, some of them do dangers of corporate and some of them are more like let's have a nuanced conversation about this what are the different sides (laughs) you know and i mean i'm all for a nuanced conversation but some things have gone so far that i'm kind of over the nuance and i'm like you know what it's um this is fucked up we gotta call it out for what it is if you're in a functioning society, you can have those kind of hypothetical, nuanced conversations. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like it's harder to be civil and and polite and everything when like you're you're aware that they're killing children, you know, in the name of saving people that are beyond life expectancy. Right. And even before, um, even before um, the vaccine came out, it was the whole um, protocol for treating people who tested positive for COVID. They might have come in because they had like a chest cold or something and they were panicking. And then they wouldn't get any hydration, which is kind of what they needed. Um, right. and Every step of the way, no sunlight. They'd get a Yeah, they'd, they'd get a tube shoved down their throat and then they'd pump them up with, with uh, run death is near um, <laughs> run death is near. <laughs> um, and that, I think that made uh, for a whole lot of worse outcomes and a whole lot more death and stuff like that too. It's uh, it's funny. It's funny that the, the 80% figure comes up there and with the miscarriages. Oh, like there was a 80% uh, mortality figure 
for people that were on remdesivir and vents. Wow. And 80% yeah. miscarriage for women that were at some certain part of their pregnancy and whatever trimester and got the jizz, the jab, the yeah. jizzab. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this next generation of kids turns out. Right. Yeah, for sure. I, I think. Cause I know people who have had the jab and had kids since then. Yeah, I think they might be a little built different. I don't know. That that would be very interesting to it's, actually know about. It's one of those things where only time will tell, and so far most of them seem pretty much okay, but they're really young still too, and who knows. Um, I'm, I'm hoping for the best, you know. I, I, I always hope that these things are not as bad as we fear. Yeah, yeah. I agree for sure. Like, It's not like you want to be right about any of this. But you've had some personal experience with this stuff and things not turning out so well, huh? <clears throat> yeah, so um, when I was a kid, I was born in 79. I remember a handful of vaccinations I needed for school. And um, then if I were to step on a rusty nail, they'd want to give me a tetanus shot. You know? Right. Yeah, tetanus is the last one I had, and it wasn't even a rusty nail. It was just like a work injury and I work with metal and it has nothing to do with how you would the get same, tetanus, you know, the same thing happened to me. I hit myself in the head with a, a flooring hammer, the, mm. the mallet for a flooring nailer bounced off, uh, some edge I hadn't seen came right up to my head. And I was bleeding. So they're like, Oh, you need tetanus. Yeah. Knee tap. In fact, diphtheria. Oh yeah. And pertussis. Let's get a combo jab in you. Well, I, I got kind of injured from that last tetanus. I had him put it in my shoulder. I mean, it's like which shoulder, you know, and furthest from my heart. First of all, the nurse didn't like, didn't do like the pump some out and tap it thing that I think you're supposed to do. And I could hear like the, of the air going into my arm. And, um, that's a way to kill you. My brother also said that, um, they might have like injected it into the bone or something if they went in too far, and that might have been why I had shoulder pain for months afterwards and couldn't mm. sleep. Like I like to sleep on my side, including that shoulder, and um, it you know definitely cost me some sleep. And it's hard to say now if I've recovered or not because I still, you know, my, I'm I'm right-handed. My left is different from my right. I get aches and weirdness, but like at least it doesn't keep me from my sleep anymore at the same time. Um, yeah, it, it was, it was not good. And even at that point, even though that was well before, um, the whole pandemic stuff, I was like, man, I don't like this stuff. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever getting another one. Yeah. And that's varying, varying degrees of, of how big was the red flag you saw that you took note of. Right. Yeah. Because for me, um, it, it was the loss of the future of my only son. Right. You know? Yeah. And any hope of having grandchildren and such and so yeah. on and so forth. You know, that's heartbreaking. He's, he's the greatest joy in my life. He makes me very happy. But when before uh, he was ahead of every milestone in every like children's book, we had like four different ones that we read. 
He's ahead wow. of every milestone in every book, right? He's a, a super genius, musical genius. He's so awesome. He's always there. Like he's present from birth with me, like through eye contact. There's like this deep connection, right? Um, and he was speaking. He was like mama, dada, all this stuff. Engaging, running around. 18 months old. And it's just a checkup. She's taking him to a checkup. And me, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm probably playing World of Warcraft or Starcraft Rude War or some other computer nerd game. While my wife takes uh, my kid to this hospital. And um, when she comes back, he's screaming like he's on fire. And I'm like, what's going on? And he wouldn't. He was inconsolable. And he wouldn't even look at me. I was like, hey, are you? And um, she's like, he was kicking his legs and the nurse, while the nurse was giving him the thing, and look at his, his legs like twice the size of normal, right? So, and I didn't piece any of this together right away. Like it all, it's all like realizations of like, if someone like were to come and like steal from you in the night and leave clues, you know, like, um, but what happened was he's screaming, he's got a fever, he's all, t every muscle in his body is like Bruce Lee and out, you know, which is a sign of a seizure, but I didn't know. I didn't know right. all this shit. Call the hospital, tell them all this. Like, that's normal. Give him some Tylenol. Holy Tylenol. shit. Tylenol. further weakens the blood brain barrier, right? This is what I pieced together later because I didn't know at the time. And, and oh. the, the fact that this lady had injected. She probably didn't aspirate the needle like you said. Yeah. You know, she probably didn't even shake the uh, the serum in the jar. You right. Know? She, and she obviously caused in, internal bleeding in this leg if it's twice its normal size. There's a great deal of bleeding indicating whatever she'd shot in there got into his bloodstream and went straight to his brain. And then they told me to give him Tylenol to make sure that the blood brain barrier would weaken further. And it would hurt him more. So I have no idea that I'm giving him poison right. to, to make it worse. So we've given him acetaminophen cherry flavor. He's fucking screaming, having seizures. He's on, he sounds like he's on fire. It gets worse, of course. And, at, you know, and the whole time we're doing what the fucking healthcare professionals told us to do. And our son was fucking perfect and healthy and awesome and fucking great. And then suddenly we do what they say for one day and he's fucking dying. Oh, my and, gosh. Uh, so... And this all happens from the time he got the shot, just like within minutes. He's screaming and he never stops. You know, he screams until his fucking throat is gone, you know. And he's, his screaming gets higher and higher pitched. His pain is more and more intense. The look of, please help me, I'm, I'm in hell, help me, daddy, like that I can catch in his eye is more, you know, and more. And then like, um, like a light bulb exploding. He just like, it just pops out and he's gone. And from that point on glazed eyes, staring at nothing through everything, like through the wall, just gone, no interaction, no utterances, no movement. And he didn't, he didn't say mama again for like three and a half, four years, you know? Holy and shit. it's like, he's 19. He's almost, he's going to be 20 in a couple weeks, you know? And it's like, I mean, he's going bald already. Yeah. 
And he's like, he's like six years old, maybe or something. You know, I, I don't know. It's rough. Huh. So where is he verbally now? How do you communicate? He speaks a little bit. Yeah, he's he. You know, mostly it's like um, his mother and I understand what he needs at all times. Just you know, from being there, doing it for so long. Have you? Uh, uh, do you have like state benefits? Are you tied into that um, system? Yeah, fortunately, in West Virginia, um, after you're on the waiting list for about a decade, you can get some help for a decade. Oh yeah, eight wow. ten years. Huh. On the on the list for the the waiting list for the waiver program. So, um, and it's a weird it's a weird uh, it's a weird thing because when I was younger, one of my one of my jobs was I was an attendant for uh, a man with cerebral palsy, but he was a um, he was an activist and an advocate for people with disabilities. So I helped him uh, work towards like ADA compliance and the free kids from nursing homes. And it's a really sinister thing that he exposed and showed to me, which is also why like I'm part of this like truth thing or whatever, if I am because of stuff like my friend Ken showed me uh, follow the money.com, the website. He told me about go and tell pro. And what they did to the civil rights movement and stuff like that. He knew all this. And, and he was freeing. He showed me that it was cheaper for a, a person like him, like a kid with cerebral palsy, to live in an apartment downtown with a hired couple people to help him live and his rent paid and his food paid and all that than it would be for him to be in a nursing home because of the way um, a, a single Tylenol is like $5 in a nursing home because it's a big circle jerk. Right. You know, it's the same problem with like, yeah, it's the uh, whole insurance, healthcare, government scam in general. And uh, yeah, every service that we pay taxes for, we get our dollar gets about five cents towards whatever it was. Yeah. If that, I, I tend to think it's just being used against us and not really for us at all. Like, Sure, we can drive on the roads, and that's great, but the it's a net negative. Well, not here. We had fracking in West Virginia, so our roads are destroyed, and they've never really been repaired. Oh. Shittily patched. How has that affected things like water? Because I worry about the aquifer and fracking. I think um, a lot of people just drink the poison without knowing it. And I think initially a lot of people that did get it tested uh, – the companies were giving them, I know in, in a small town called Salem, I used to live in, uh, there, there were, uh, a, there was a well that was poisoned and the house was given by the company, like this giant water tank outside. And it was just like, Oh, okay. It's cool. Now they have water. I guess everything's fine guys. Coming from a totally different source. And down the, down the road, because, um, I have family down the road. They observed a fracking truck instead of driving to Pennsylvania to pay for disposing of hazardous substance in accordance with EPA regulations. They were just dumping it in the creek. Thanks, Dow Chemical. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same. I, the same thing Dow did. I'm in PA, so I'm, I'm familiar with Dow Chemical. <laughs> so we had Dupont in Parkersburg. Oh yeah, the Teflon. 
making flipper babies and giving everyone cancer and they knew it and their lawyers determined and their accountants determined it would be cheaper to just keep selling it and keep poisoning people and then pay the settlement afterward. Yeah. Yeah. You, you figure that into the budget, right? Mm hmm. Absolutely. You know, and we we're talking about um, listening to podcasts at work or whatever, whatever TV I would catch back when I still watched television. It would, you know, I noticed it every, every time it would be like, it's a brand new day. This new drug makes my life great. Oh my God. I can't believe I lived without it. Maybe because blah, 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 blah. And then like a year later it'd be like, did you take this thing and your penis fell off and you killed your, you family? may be eligible for a settlement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Call the law offices of Dewey Cheatham and Howe right now. <clears throat> and it's like year in and year out. It's like a season. This this thing that they do, and it's cheaper every year to pay those settlements, you know, and the fucking give yeah. these people people renal cancer or <laughs> anal leakage or whatever it is, turbo cancer. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's we're in a dystopia already, <laughs> but it's just like it's really getting it's it's really snowballing the last three years, four years. Yeah, it's it's very weird because um, it's like I'm kind of going about my normal life, like everything's fine. I'm still working my jobs, yeah. you know, and I guess I was doing some preparedness kind of stuff well ahead of all this. So I don't know, like in a way, I've been expecting this, but for it to actually be happening is crazy. When I started telling people to prepare. The bag of rice was eight dollars. Now it's twenty three. You know, twenty three dollars for a bag of rice. How big of a bag of rice is that? Um, I do not remember. I just I remember we saw the twenty three dollar bag of rice. I don't remember how many pounds it was. And my wife said that used to be eight dollars before all this, like three years back. Wow. And she would know because she would buy one like every time, one extra. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a good thing to have on reserve. Rice and beans are good. Lentils, very good. We've we've got those on reserve, but it's not really what we eat. We tend to eat more meat and veg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been trying to do I love the, the grill. My wife has to grill meat and veg together and get the the smoke into the veg. Yeah. Oh, I did um like a stir fry on a steak today on a big frying pan together. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I keep my wife happy. I make a lot of barbecue. I make a lot of, um, like, Asian food, Japanese food, Chinese food. Oh, that's I have awesome. a gen general so's sauce or general sauce sauce, but I call it genital source sauce. <laughs> and I put orange rind in it. It's like like huh. an orange chicken sauce. Ah, yeah. it, just, it makes it better. Nice, nice. Yeah, my wife and I are both decent cooks, so we get by. We eat like kings, honestly. Most of the time when we go to a restaurant, it's like, eh, we could have done better. Yeah, every time we get Chinese, I'm like, oh, we're both like, oh, man, you could have done this better, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, um, I don't know. Anyway. Like alchemy and magic. I love cooking and making my family happy with the food I make. Oh yeah, it's it's wonderful and it's so much more rewarding when it comes from your yard. Yard food's the best. Yeah, absolutely. 
the first time I grew food and tasted it, it tasted so fucking good to me. Wait till you like get it, your first it deer. Like a, it was almost holy. It was like a gift from. I had that spiritual moment where I was like, "This just came from." I can exist because you said so. Like you know, it was that easy. I'll I'll grab a bag full of nasturtiums and take them in and eat them with my lunch. You know, I won't even wash them. I just eat them. <laughs> and you won't you won't be like the dude that gets riddled with cancer because I hope not. I do abuse my body in other ways, but you know. <laughs> I mean, some people get exposed to like chemicals at work and stuff but yeah oh, me too yeah for sure that mostly I, it's a lot of, a lot of it is diet right so yeah that's what I'm, I'm really talking about I'm trying to kind of make up for all the other toxins I'm exposed to you know cuz I work with aluminum um dust aluminum dust and finishing stuff you know like I oh, I, I do grindstone kind of stuff I wear a mask to be honest I'm scared that you're going to start forgetting things Oh, dude, um, that's so long ago. <laughs> so, are, is it shorting you out already? Like, oh, I don't know. Aluminum. Like, I mean, I drink enough and everything that um, who knows what the cause would be. My dad, uh, well, I shouldn't say my dad. My my dad's dad had Alzheimer's, and my dad's old and is getting a little sketchy. <laughs> um, you know how they say but, Alex Jones is a fucking. Disinfo agent. He works for the bad guy. Blah. Yeah. Say this. Yeah. I got the uh, the fluoride filter. Okay. And it's active. Like the reason it works is it's got aluminum in it to catch the fluoride and bond with it or something. Really. So you're drinking the aluminum out of that filter, and huh. I started to is see it. Like- in is the water, different... I could see it. I could almost see a sheen of a metallic sheen on the water that was coming out of this filter, and I drank it. And sure enough, like I cannot remember things. Like, Whoa. I, I I don't have a lawyer. I don't have a case, but I feel like, what did they do to me? What did Alex Jones do to me? Yeah, aluminum is a. I mean, I can imagine son of a you could bitch. like That's ionize or something, like have be it like be me, charged bro. in a certain way or something, but. <clears throat> Yeah, that's um, that's strange. That doesn't sound right to me, because <laughs> I think of aluminum it's the filter media. along with mercury and fluoride. Like it's kind of a neurotoxin, you know. So mm. I try to, I try to take supplements and be healthy, and uh, I I do care about my water. We have a reverse osmosis filter as well as like a three stage whole house filter. Um, so. Like we filter it out, but we're in town, so we are on public water, and you know who knows what's in it. I think there's a biochemical, like you can get a certain supplement, some kind of ion that'll replace the aluminum that might be in your system and shuffle it out and make you pass it away, you know, like out of you, maybe if you read about it. I don't know if I was doing your job, yeah. I'd like um, try to find out ways to collate or like something, you know. I've taken some carbon sixty. Okay, yeah, that? okay. That's that's like one you take of those a charcoal things. pill, and it helps you get rid of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Charcoal is cheaper. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, well, and also that's not a fresca. Here's 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 something that has aluminum too, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and what's going to protect you from that aluminum if not a thin layer of BPA, right? Like, 
Yeah, exactly. So I'm not perfect, but I love the organic stuff that we can get from the garden. And I can't say mm. our birds are entirely organic because we give them feed that we buy, but we do have... And you can't afford organic feed anymore if you're like us. Right. We used to buy organic feed and it's impossible to afford now. Well, there's like a Mennonite farm within walking distance of me, and they've got non-GMO feed for like 20 bucks for an 80-pound bag, and I'm just oh like, God. score. Yes, <laughs> that's, yes. That's where I'm getting it, and I'll give the chickens all the, you know, garden scraps and food scraps and whatnot, and they'll be happy. We were paying My wife gives them pound. sunflower heads. She tucks the sunflower heads into the pen. So they're like kind of standing up for the chickens and they peck mm-hmm. at them. And they love that. Hell yeah. I just grew sunflowers this year for the first time. Not that, not that many, but I got some seeds. I got more seeds than I planted. Hey man, if you got I did birds. Some test crops. I did, I did wheat. I did buckwheat. Oh wow. Uh, I didn't have to do anything special. They grew really well. Do you do so any brewing? Stuff off of them. Oh, I guess buckwheat's not really a, a brewing thing. Well, I have, for some reason. I have um, made wine yeah? with grapes, but that was a long time ago. I should be making, I should have made wine this year. I'm kind of just letting the grapes fall and the rabbits get them because we had too many grapes. We already made jelly twice and <laughs> a bunch of juice. And it's like, okay, I guess I can make wine now. And I never got on it. Man, I got a steam juicer. Um, my wife Ooh. gave it. My wife gave it to me for my birthday, and that is an awesome gift because we got a lot of fruit this year. We got apples and apricots and plums, and I steam juiced all of them. Well, no, the apricots came before we got it. They were in the early summer. But, yeah, this thing works so well because it's so easy, and it all comes out hot and sanitized, so you can just can it right away, get a nice clean canning jar, and pour it directly in and put the top on and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, that is not FDA approved or anything, but <laughs> Yeah, you probably get a better seal with a water bath, but that's that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, no, I'm I mean, I'm into brewing and stuff, so I, did I, it with I do like the chemically sanitizing thing anyway, and that like it it all works out pretty well. I just discovered the joys of beef fat. Oh, nice. Because I, I can't afford beef anymore, so I bought brisket. And then like, you're like, oh, yeah, I got this big thing. $4 a pound. Well, half of it is fat. <laughs> so you're like, fuck, I just got ripped. That's valuable calories right there, huh? So then, yeah, exactly. And there's like all these um, minerals. And it's, yeah, it's good stuff. So... I render it into tallow, put it, like you said, right in the jar, put the lid right on because it's hot, and it seals itself. Yeah. yeah. Pretty well. And then stick it in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah, I canned some tallow. What was it? No, I bought lard from one of the local butchers and canned that. And it was like, I don't know, I've, I've got one of those electric canner, like the pressure canner things, and I haven't quite figured it out for some reason. We have one um, we haven't used yet. Yeah. <laughs> I end up, most of my canning is doing pickles and stuff, so I just use the steam canner because chemically it's safer with pickles. Yeah. You've got the brine. The brine pretty much keeps it in control. So the, the plan is um, the pressure canner, I can 
use wood fire with it. Oh, wow. So you so, don't have an electric one. You have just like the pressure cooker that's big enough. The to stovetop range gotcha. one, yeah. So we can use it inside or I can go outside and build a fire. The plan is if the power's out for a long time and I can't keep all the meat frozen, I have to start pressure canning it on a wood fire. <laughs> yeah. That... Like when I knew meat was going to be crazy high, pork was still like 56 cents a pound. So I was like, I can fill a whole freezer with pork and fit them like origami. You have generators. I have a um, solar panel with a battery that's not worth a damn because it's lithium and they don't, you know, your cell phone battery. It's the same thing. Yeah. And then then I have a gasoline generator. Nice. So we have we have running water through the property, and I thought about oh, it nice. was one of the the prereqs of buying land was to find running water so we could get like a uh, spring electricity. A spring there's or just, just like there, there some are, creek or whatever. There are a couple whatever. springs on the back, but yeah, I'm I'm in a in a holler. I'm between two ridges gotcha, in a valley yeah. with a with a stream that goes through, and um, so I was like, okay, there's a waterfall near my property, and but it doesn't fall very far. You need like 50 feet of elevation to get the water going fast enough to hit the turbine to get all kinds of powers on the yeah, but yeah. I don't know. There's a way. There was a water. There was a grist mill here in the 1850s, or whatever. Oh, nice. So the foundation's still there, and they diverted the uh, the creek or the stream. They diverted it, and you can still see the the path it took, and it goes through the foundation, like beside the foundation. I used to live in a mill. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was that was the first house I was born. I have a hand crank grain mill strapped to this little desk thing back in here. Use it for coffee beans. No, no, we have a little one for coffee beans, but um, that one's for like wheat and stuff. Gotcha. Because when uh, when I was looking at like some long term storage, I was I had this when I was a kid. My grandparents had this big green glass jar, and it was huge, and it had a cork in it, and it was waxed over, and it was full of wheat, and it was like hermetically sealed in this big glass jar with the cork wow. and the wax. Huh. And, and they, they told me that that would last like 50 or 100 years or something and still be bread. And I read about it and I was like, oh shit, yeah, you can. Wow, that's so cool. I, I'm storing beans and rice because they can go 20, 30 years, but if I get just wheat berries and store them properly, I can get 50 years easy. Yeah. Not that I would be alive in 50 years to eat the wheat, but you know what I mean? (laughs) You know the food prices are going to be triple and like all the stuff that's coming up, you know what I mean? Good to have stores. Good to have stores. And there's seeds you can plant. Yeah, I've got um, a gallon of barley or something that came from uh, some people who do malt for beer and... uh, the original intention was to brew something with it, but I mostly do mead and not a lot of beer. And because it's old, I've just been skeptical of it, and I don't want to like ruin a batch by using all this. <laughs> so I'll probably give it to the chickens. Oh yeah, do they? Um, do you keep bees? A chance? Mm. We have a hive, and both of us took a class for that. Um, we'd like to, but. 
being in town and we're close to the schools. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. So there's liability and stuff. Um, I was going to say, sure if it's mead, the perfect... buying honey is yeah. going to be super expensive right now. It is, but... It's who you know, I guess. It's fine. I, I mean, I, I'll use the Costco stuff, but recently I've been um, getting into more of the local stuff too because it's more interesting flavored, you know. But I'm always adding yeah. flavors anyway. I, I'll do some straight meads if I really just want to figure out, like, what does this honey taste like, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, yeah, I often add fruits and spices and hops and, you know. I, I'm I'm a beer drinker, so I like to make lots of hoppy, dry kind of meads, too. Make them sparkle. I like them all sparkly. I had I had mead only uh, on one occasion. I tried two different kinds and probably all too was, sweet, uh, right? Ugh. How sweet is earwax? Because <laughs> that's what it was like. Ooh, that sounds nasty. Gross. Yeah, it was like a what is that uh, taste? <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. I did not like it. Ew. But I knew it was, I was aware that it was expensive and fancy, so I, I was. Under the obligation to finish my little bottle of meat. No, <laughs> no. And then, and someone told me no, it's great, and they bought me a mead kit, and I have it somewhere, and I have a lot of, I have enough honey to make mead, so I should really do that. It's fun. It's a fun hobby. It's uh, I've been doing it for a long time, because when I I bought my first house in '07, and I was like, well, I can no longer afford craft beer, so got to start making my own. That's pretty much where it all began. There's there's almost a free way to get started with a lot of hobbies. Like I'm thinking about when I made the wine, I went to the grocery store and I was like, hey, can I, can I have an icing bucket? Like an empty icing bucket? And they're like, here. And I got like a bunch of icing for free. And then I had this food grade bucket. So oh. when it was time to make my wine, I put all the grape stuff down in there you know my full bear or whatever and i got my um cheesecloth rubber band for a while and then i transferred it to a big huge bum jug and i i um put a lid on it put a hole in the lid ran a tube through that into a shot glass with water that was like Right. Up so you, made, you made a little without... airlock bubbler thing. Yeah, I made I made my own little airlock and it just sat there in this big bum jug and you know, one of these like sangria like super mama jugs. <laughs> Are you talking about and, a carboy? Uh, I think of them as carboys. Yeah, like okay. a huge one. Like yeah, a five like, gallon, six gallon, something like that. It, nice. it wasn't maybe a six gallon, but it was it was a lot. And um successfully made wine with champagne yeast that I got from my friend Jake, who worked at the Works of cheat winery. Champagne yeast is the shit. Yeah, he was like, "This will be like twenty percent." I was like, "Whoa, dude!" Well, oh, de- yeah. that that all depends on the sugar content. Mm-hmm. Um, the twenty percent is how much the champagne yeast will go up to. I didn't have a thing to determine specific gravity or whatever. Yeah, right. I didn't have any of that fancy stuff. Did some guesswork and then I bottled it up and took it to my friend's house and we all drank it and everybody's like, that's pretty good. And nice. then, of course, everybody wanted to go get a case of beer right after that. But <laughs> got them started. Yeah, yeah. 
And that was that was pretty much it. I had like one other bottle, maybe one or two other bottles of that wine. But we dug up the grapevine that produced it and brought it here. Oh, that's cool. And it, yeah, and it, now it made so many grapes. I didn't know what to do. I've got a little quart of plum wine going. That's pretty cool. Because I did a I bunch like pear of pear wine too. Yeah. A good sweet pear wine is awesome. This is with the pasteurized stuff from the steamer, but um, I figured I had a little extra. And I figured oh, I'll just throw some yeast into this and see what happens, kind of thing. So, oh yeah, it's an experiment. <laughs> learning to make your own things, learning to provide your own, even like uh, your chickens with the eggs. Like they say, eagles are the bird that represents freedom. I beg to differ. It's the chicken, the, the chicken. humble hen. Yeah, there's your freedom. It's gonna turn free dumb stuff in your yard into eggs. Maybe maybe that's why Ben Franklin liked the turkeys. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, you have to be able to get... To be free, you have to su- be able to su- support yourself. That's what's scary about CBDC or whatever, right? Yeah, the central bank digital away. currencies. You got to spend it so soon. Got to only spend it on the right things. That's what was scary about lockdown and, and the shrinking middle class, the death of the middle class. Like We are losing our ability to sustain ourselves without the system's help. Yeah. And the system does not want us to be alive anyway. They don't want us to be so, able to sustain ourselves. Right. That's like, yeah, you're a terrorist if you grow a garden, right? Right, recycle Bin Laden. Yeah, if you if you read the Bible, pay with cash. Right, there's a whole long list of things that make you a terror suspect. <laughs> uh, if you have a, if you quote the Constitution, carry a pocket Constitution, reference the Constitution, that makes you a terror suspect. Yep. Well, someone um, on a podcast recently said something along the lines of. You are the terrorist. I am the terrorist. Like anyone who gets oppressed to the point where they've got nothing to lose yeah. and they're so desperate, like they've lost family members already. The founding fathers were the terrorists. Right, exactly. And and once you get desperate enough that you're willing to do anything to get out of the situation you're in, then you will do that anything, whatever it is. And people John get, Brown it, it doesn't mean doesn't mean you should go bomb a bunch of innocent people because that's right. probably all deep state shit doing that's that. That's what they want you to do. Yeah, exactly. But that's why they let you in their border for eight hours. But you realize a certain like, you know what? I'm going to defend myself and my family no matter fucking what. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's why I felt the need to get away and out on my own land. In the woods, because oh, yeah. out here I cannot I that. be the aggressor. I'm not the aggressor on my own property, certainly. Right. Yeah. In this isolated, on this dirt road, you know. That sounds like no you've doubts. got a great situation going on. I have no doubts if I have a fucking altercation with someone in my yard that they are the aggressor. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But I lived right next to a school in the city, and. 
kind of a nice little neighborhood, but the school started buying all the houses. Really? And yeah, and it became like we were surrounded by school property on three sides. Huh. And I'm like, I'm like, I like to collect guns and smoke joints and I'm blacksmithing for a hobby in my backyard while I'm smoking a joint. I've blacksmiths. You know, my dad did blacksmithing. Yeah. Next to a school, you know, and it's like crazy trying to, trying to farm and ha- raise animals and all this stuff next to the school. Like everything I do is illegal. <laughs> and it's triple, it's triple illegal because there's a school right there. So yeah, we gave into that pressure and got out of there. That's and interesting because I'm, I'm pretty close to a school as well, you know, and I am never yeah. going to send my kids to that school unless things really change. Because let me tell you, there's we recently, um, yeah, my dad sent me a video of some of our local stuff in the schools right by me, and they have this woke shit going on. You know, they've got this yeah. trans like some really really disturbing stuff in oh in the libraries and being announced over the loudspeakers to the elementary school kids, like giving them white guilt and stuff. It's fucking crazy. And it's weird to see all this video footage of the roads that I drive on a daily or weekly basis and, you know, my hometown and stuff and then see what they're putting in the schools. It's, um, that's a little bit of a wake up. Yeah, I saw. I finally saw uh, eight pages of the dreaded the book that shows teaches kids, and, and I suppose in elementary school or whatever, like anal sex and fucking. Um, yeah, they've they've got like shit. some incest rape porn shit in the middle school. It's an illustrated book, and it's supposed to be like this is educational color illustrations and about very how graphic. damaging this stuff is. But really, it's you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Pedro starts with big circles around his bum, and then easily eases it in or something, you know. And he's it's just like all this stuff is for a kid, and and then I, I'm just what the fuck. I'm flabbergasted because what I saw from the the teachers that I know on their social media was we're defending free speech. We're defending free speech. Like <laughs> they're they're Nazi George Orwell people trying to burn books. And you know <laughs> I finally saw the book. They're talking the book in question and I was like, "Holy damn." Yeah. You're talking about, the target audience is like 10. Yeah. Some some books maybe should be burned. I don't know. I'm going to say it. That makes me a fascist. I guess I'm a fascist. They already called me that anyway by association, you know? So, I've whatever. I've got something to bring I've up. I've decided to just can... embrace that suck. Like, I'm, I'm all the things, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> maybe there's no video portion of the um, the show to, to show this to you, but uh, a friend... Dictator Dave in the Media Monarchy Kingdom, he uh, posted some local legislation, and I'm trying to bring it up right now. There's one page of it. Let me get the other. It's in my history. Uh, Carolina Care, access for young adult dependents, age 12 to 17. Subject. Access to your child's Carolina Care account will change on November 1st. 2023. Dear parent or legal guardian, 
We wanted to let you know about an upcoming change to your Carolina Care account that will take effect on November 1st, 2023. Starting November 1st, 2023, you will no longer be able to access prescription information for children between the ages of 12 to 17. If your child has not yet turned 12 years old, this change will take effect on their 12th birthday. This change is to protect the privacy of your child's prescription records. It allows minors to receive prescription medication for sensitive issues as permitted by law without worrying about how their parents may react. It does not affect how you are currently able to access your child's medical records in other ways, such as through a medical records request available. Um, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I don't think I'm actually taking the Lord's name in vain. God damn. Yeah, so this is... This is, uh, it's going to be for birth control and, um, hormone. Obviously it's for the hormone stuff. Obviously. But it's all, I mean, the birth control is that as well. It's eugenics and it's population reduction in a big, warm, fuzzy hug. It's colorful and and it's got eyelashes. (laughs) (laughs) Those, um, those, Gender affirming centers are popping up all over the place, you know. There used to only be like one. I knew a uh, person who changed genders. They had to go south of the border to, to get oh, yeah. work on their south of the border. But I guess now you can just hit any of these old dead malls, probably have one right there. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, there's I... a Forever 21 and there's a <laughs> uh, <laughs> temporarily <laughs> whatever. And I'm going to. Go to the bathroom for the operation. <laughs> Forever sterilized. Right next oh, to the COVID man. basics. I, I kind of know someone who um, goes as a dude, but is a woman. And I didn't that know. sounds it. really hot to me if they're not taking hormones and I, doing weird stuff. I didn't know at first. <laughs> I didn't know at first because they have a like a goatee and stuff. And have a like real tomboys. raspy like oh, blah, 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 kind shit. of voice. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Tom Woods? <laughs> <laughs> I think Tom well, Woods okay, is awesome. So that person is is taking the, the the treatment, but you know, it's it's hard. This is what I noticed about the truth or community. Like they're like rightfully so. They're like, this is an attack on human reproduction. This is an attack on um family or whatever. Like this is crazy what they're doing to these children. This is an attack on children, right? So. But then on the other side, um, I lost my point. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm so high. Well, um, you were saying it's an attack say. on children. Yeah, the, but the, I forget what the birth control. I was trying to and, make a big elaborate setup so, for the point I was going to make, I and know, I lost I'll, the point. I'll on give the way my there. thoughts, and you can maybe uh, come up with yours again because. Yeah, it, oh. they want to oh. take. I think they want to take away identity, like all the personal identity, all the things that mm. we that would normally make us who we are, our family, um, all the impression, all the social impressions we get, like all the things we learn through, um, being with family, being with each other, um, making friends, having normal social situations, not like school, which is like a prison where there's like, Oh, you can go fight now or whatever. (laughs) And, like yeah, it it seems like they definitely want to turn the kids against us, and they wanna they want to disconnect kids from their parents for sure, um, and that's kind of part of it. 
they want to experiment on them and make them slaves. I think that's really what it is. They, they want us dead or very, very, very compliant. I think you're at the heart of it. I think they want to uh, demarcate between the pleb slave class of humanity that's allowed to exist and, and the elites who have the life extension technology and the off-world which I think, you know, like, I mean, I think some of that's bullshit. I don't, I'm not, um, I think people I, can have some pretty it. crazy spiritual experiences, but as far as, like, the biohacking stuff, yeah, we could be way more healthy than we are, but um, that's more about nature. Well, I mean, there was a guy, I forget his name, but he was growing clones of himself, and he was having women Jeffrey carry- Epstein? Yeah, he was one of his buddies. And <laughs> Jeff Epstein was probably doing it too. But they were growing clones of themselves to like inject the blood and harvest the uh, stem cells and like rebuild their own bodies, like by sacrificing this child version of themselves that yeah. was raised in a surrogate womb and everything. You know? I, I hear that shit and I don't know what to think. Like, I, I well, there's I only there's, have I don't necessarily believe it just because you just said it. But I hear some really fucked up stuff too. So there's I don't a know. clinic where you can get teenage blood injected, young blood if you're old, you know, to rejuvenate you. There was so a, doing that. There was like a clip the, that we played on the most recent WTF forum. Um, it had Sandra Bullock and Ellen DeGeneres, and they were talking about like Botox and stuff, and. <clears throat> how these like micro needles would inject stuff in it would it was like a roller that they would roll over your face or whatever and mm-hmm. they would inject something and Ellen's like so what does it inject and Sandra's like oh like cells from from babies or foreskins you know foreskins that- yeah yeah <laughs> I I've been pointing that out and misattributing it to this or that starlet actress but yeah, they've got um, this whole operation where they harvest the foreskins in the hospital because they're full of uh, stem cells and rush them off to the cosmetics factory oh <laughs> to be God. applied to Sandra Bullock's saggy eyelids or whatever. <laughs> she yeah. used to be I mean, hot. I, I could use I some of that. I don't think that stuff helps you know? at all. <laughs> you guys don't want me and my, my boy Ron Paul here to expose you. You're going to have to send me a free sample try because I'm starting to look haggard over here <laughs> in the late nights in the rabbit holes, man. Come on. The rabbit holes. Man, uh, Ron Paul, what a great man. Yeah, he's the best. He's the only politician that I think I I trust. I'd say the word trust. And I, I lost, you know, my hands, my friends hate freedom. So I actually got into arguments with friends over support of Ron Paul, who is the guy who is the most in support of freedom. Go figure. Yeah, yeah, he really truly is. And yeah, he's, I, I agree with you. He's like the one politician who I trust. Um, you know, I, I kind of like some other ones, like Massey and the other Paul. But um, yeah, they stand up know. and make a noise and then they do weird shit like RFK. Yeah, well, or, or yeah. Even Sanders. RFK. I had some some kind of support for Sanders, even though I'm against uh, communism and stuff. But it's yeah. like, 
and I knew he was going to try to be a gun grabber and everything, but he was talking about ending war and decriminalizing drugs and all this shit. I was like, you know what? But the proof's in the pudding with these people. Yeah, people yeah. Don't he always it. keels over. It. He still has followers after twice doing the <laughs> the Indiana Jones. Uh, they're all know, bots at this what's point. What's this way? Here, I'll put it here with a oh, and run off <laughs> to his mansion. One of six or whatever. Yeah, right? Like the book deals, <laughs> the, the flights on Epstein. Like, I don't know about that. But probably, who cares? Yeah, I, I tried to look through those lists. I, I um, kind of found them. I was like doing the Tor browser thing and poking around. And I'm not, it's hard to say like if it's legit or not. And there was still some redacted stuff, but the names weren't redacted. It was just contact info and addresses and stuff. Um, yeah, and I saw a lot of names that weren't famous people, and I thought this might be legit because it was I, really repetitive and yeah, boring. Yeah, it was very through. repetitive. Um, and then it, I'd it see like boring. Tom Hanks, it and took be like, me a long time to go through them. Page eighty-seven, Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of Clinton on there. Trump showed up. You know, um, mm-hmm. let's see. Uh, what's his name? Kevin Casey or whatever. Uh, Kevin Spacey? Kevin Spacey, yeah. He was there. The, the murderer of everyone he rapes. <laughs> because then they talk and he just happens to kill them. And then and the court trial stops right there. It's that one kind of sucks because I liked him as an actor. But he did always play that part. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's that's what uh, people say. Like, American Beauty guy? You mean he's a pedo? What? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> Who would have imagined? What the fuck? <laughs> Oh man, do you have you heard about um, some of the conspiracies around, like, the STP singer and um, Chris Chris Cornell? Oh, um, not uh, STP singer, but Chris Cornell and um, the guy from uh, I cried so hard, my dad did. Yeah, Lincoln Park. Yep, Lincoln Park guy. Yep. Uh, the 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 guy who looks so much like one of those Chester brothers Bennington. that steals children and gets away oh, with really? it. Really? <laughs> I don't know if I they're, heard that uh, part. They're brothers. Who are they? Who are they? Those brothers. They did the um, Clinton campaign. One of them, at least. Shit. What's his name? He looks just like Chester Bennington because uh, they're supposedly related. Oh. Justin Castro. <laughs> no. Yeah. Right. Good point. I'm blanking, but I, I it's um there's two brothers who ran the Clinton campaign. One of them's a fat dude, and the other one looks like Chester Bennington. Paul his name Paul. Fuck me. I'm on your show like this, dude. I feel no, ashamed. It's, dude, it's fine. Um I can just look this I up. I can right? I can edit some stuff out even. I, I probably will anyway. <laughs> That's what I do. Campaign. I'm I'm into audio shit, so it's it's my relaxing time is editing audio. <laughs> oh yeah, you know um the Monopoly on Violence movie and um over policed by Stateless Productions. No, those sound really cool. That sounds like um fuck the state, all cops are bastards type stuff. Like, uh, Not exactly. Which, over, over-policed was like trying to fi- a, figure out like this, the systematic kind of 
problems, the incentive problems and stuff like that and and looking at solutions. It was is more geared toward like a mainstream crowd. Monopoly on Violence was basically an anarchism um documentary. But a very That's good cool. one. Um I did audio for those, like the final audio, the mastering kind of stuff. Oh wow. That's nice, dude. Yeah. I uh I've listened to Larkin Rose for a few years and um, followed like police to police and um, right. Those kind of like I don't know what you call them websites or those presences on social media that are trying to expose uh, corruption and brutality and stuff. I got help with a case from police police. Really? Yeah. um, There was a guy in my town he suffered from ALS, which is it's called Huntington's disease, what he has. But it's similar to ALS. Basically the same thing. All right. So he's got uh, neurodegeneration. Control of his body is you know, fading rapidly as he ages. And um, he's, he's a father. He's got children. And he's walking them to a store to get them something to eat or drink or whatever. And uh, he's got one in a stroller and, like, one he's holding one's hand and, like, one he's carrying. And he's this is a guy that can barely walk himself, you know. But oh, man. He's got to take care of his kids, too. So he's, like, he's stubborn and he doesn't want to admit how rapidly the condition has affected him. So he's walking up the street. Some m- meaning well type of dude sees them and calls and says because the guy was wrestling because not only that but the stroller had a wonky wheel on it so it was going all weird so some guy calls and says this guy's like wasted on drugs and he's got children and he's being weird (laughs) you know so the cops are like woo we get to take children so they come like (laughs) get down and um and this guy, he's not armed or anything. He's not resisting. He's got a spoon in his pocket and a, and a jar of baby food. And they focus on the spoon and they're like, I knew it was drugs, heroin, you know? Oh and they're like, gosh, they're just brutalizing this man because they're angry at him for doing heroin around babies. Meanwhile, yeah. he's innocent and they're brutalizing this man in front of his babies. And every one of those kids is traumatized to this day by it, right? It's terrible. My friend at the time was there and filmed it. And she knew that I, there was, I was involved in a case where like a cop beat me up and lied about me in court and I was innocent. And I went to jail anyway. And, and uh, she knew nobody else that she thought would help. So she had this video and the cops even like yelled at her and told her not to film and stuff. And she like was scared and all worked up. And I was working at a bar and she came in and showed me the video she had on her phone and I immediately put it on YouTube and and I got in touch with like all those like, you know, police to police and, and uh, cop block. And those guys fucking eventually like picked it up and it became like a nation, not not an um, international story. Yeah, like there were like German people covering it and wow. the local news was forced to cover it at that point. And then once that happened, like the cops totally left that guy alone. Like as far as like, they never took him to court, but those cops that were scrutinized stalked the guy and terrorized his family. 
And even talking about them scares me because I'm in their jurisdiction now. I happen to have moved into it. I feel like I've heard this story. Like maybe I heard an interview with someone involved in it or something. I don't know. It's, it sounds familiar. The guy's but name, the guy's I'm name sure is it's Jeff not the only Bain. one kind of like it. Yeah, Jeff I, I don't Bain. know if I would remember the name or anything. <laughs> yeah. I did. I started a, a stupid uh, Fed boot page called Justice for Jeffrey Bain and got like 5,000 people to like it or whatever. And, you know, I did everything I could. I got the video out and like, Oh, good say, for you. Like, it sounds wrote, like you I wrote really the made admins a difference, of, honestly. I wrote the admins of the police brutality Facebook pages I was following back before Facebook destroyed them and got rid of them, you know? Like, yeah. Oh, that police, the police page has been up and down who knows how many times. Mm-hmm. I, I get on Facebook and stream T-Lab <laughs> and old records <laughs> on Facebook live stream. Nice, nice. I haven't been on Facebook shit. in years. I don't know what I'm doing. I like. I wanted to wake up all my friends, but in the process, I lost them all. So now I don't know who I'm talking to or why I'm talking. And, and everything that I tried to stop from happening has pretty much already happened. So, and and I also don't see much point. <laughs> I'm very like black pilled, so I've I've kind of like lost the plot in a way. Like I I know to an extent what's going to happen still, but I'm not like, you know, when the lockdown was coming up, I was plugged in and mm-hmm. I knew what was right and wrong. And and I was really trying to stop the lockdown and, and the, the dominoes from being set in motion. You know, but now I'm just like, some days I'll just watch cartoons and eat junk food. I know is killing me and just be like, ha cartoons. Cause that <laughs> fucking burnt me out, man. Wow. And it's like, you know, who's got the message, you know, who's got the way forward? I don't know. I've, I've sort of reason to stop watching cartoons, I guess. I've sort of, (laughs) I guess I've come around like I had that, um, phase, I guess I've come around to the more spiritual side of it. Like maybe this can't be won by like arming up and going to battle and all that shit maybe it's more about yeah. like our own personal like doing the right thing on a daily basis you know being useful to our families and yeah, stuff absolutely. um yeah, yeah that's that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at like just yeah, try to build a life that's like sustainable which i think you're well on the path to as far as you know the land you've got and the well, resources once, you have like you're once i uh figured out my son was Dude, that's a black pill. The, yeah, I mean, just, and I mean, once that's I a saw, huge challenge to deal with. I'm sure. What's the future it's, for it's, him? It was He's an adult now, so much. Right? right? Yeah, and and that's why, you know, I'm like the Garden of Eden. If I can put all these perennials and there's free food all the time, and teach my kid how to get it and when to get it, and make sure everything's fixed up, so he doesn't have to worry. I'm my biggest fear is like, obviously he outlives us. And then the state comes in and takes everything and puts him in some home to be abused and make a buck off of him, you know? Relocates him to some ghetto. <laughs> yeah, like, just comes, takes the house, puts him in, like, a, you know, they find him unsafe or whatever, and they put him in a nursing home or some shit and take the house to pay for it. Or, you know what I mean? Like, as soon as as soon as soon his parents are gone, that's the type of, there's a predator, the state, whatever you want to call it 
coming to take that shit. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's the only child too. So, because we got we got really tricked into that. You know, we're overpopulated, and it's irresponsible to have children at all. And I was thinking, no, we can still have one because two becoming one. That's one less. <laughs> you know, I was doing my algebra, and like we only had one kid. And uh, I wish I had. Why? You know, I wish I would have had more. If for no other reason than someone to look after Elias. Yeah. Well, I don't have any to be honest, and we kind of were at that forty-year precipice, and um, you know, we're we're still it's, open to it, but at the same time, it's like it might just it might just not happen. You know, right? So. Realistically, it just might not happen at this point. And it's like if you look at the uh, projections, um, your demographic is decreasing. Like you're you're not replacing your own population. Like you have the right to reproduce. You know, but you've yeah, yeah. been so conscientious and so uh, well intentioned. Yeah. So I didn't so much buy into the um, overpopulation thing, although I did for a little bit. I thought, like, I was thinking from a very pragmatic standpoint, oh, yeah, we population control the deer and other stuff, and that kind of works, right? Um, it does seem necessary because things like wasting disease. And I, one of the things that got me back into hunting after years of not hunting was hitting a deer. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to go out and get one of these to put on the table instead of just hit it with right. my car. <laughs> um but anyway, um, shit, where was I going? <laughs> I lost the my population. Um, so yeah, become... that, that was a little bit short lived because eventually I came around to the ethics point of it where like, no, you know what? We as the human race are very ingenious. We can come up with a lot of solutions to things. And <laughs> I don't think we need to like, I don't think killing each other is the solution. We, we, we've, we've got so many potential technologies that maybe people have even come up with already, but we don't have access to because they don't, um, yeah, sure. they don't stimulate the economy in the right way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they, they become either a issue of, uh, corporate profitability or national security very quickly. And then that's the last it's seen or heard of like, People literally get murdered if they can't be bought. <laughs> yeah, and usually it's the bought thing because every company is for sale yeah. for the right price is what they say, you know? And, and ultimately the government can come in and say, hey, we're the Navy Department of Navy Energy or some shit. You can't have this free energy machine because it will destroy the Army and the Navy and the government will die. <laughs> or some, they'll just say whatever and just take it. Yeah. You know? And they totally do that. So it's not like we one day we're going to invent this thing. Like I believe there's all kinds of shit. Sterling engines, for example, could be perfected and made. Um, What's the Sterling engine? Stuff. It just relies off a heat exchange, natural heat exchange. Like so, uh, one one side is like black and the sun hits it. The other side's buried in the ground where it's cold. Okay. And there's a gas that comes in and compresses. When it gets hot and blah, 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 and it pumps and, and it gives a little bit of power, you know, from the difference in temperature. That's it. There's no external moving parts or anything. It's just like, does it? Is that? Sterling engine. 
So it's not the same thing as what as those heat wells that people get put in. Or what that I'm not sure. I don't know. Like I really don't it's it's some kind of primitive like refrigeration trick that would turn a crank. It's like a, a temperature siphon, an air siphon kind of thing or something. Huh. Just the, the gas changing in volume depending on the temperature is right. the force that pumps That's awesome. The turbine. As it travels from cold to hot and back and circulates. Dude, I figure hydroelectric is probably one of the most efficient ways to get electricity. That and other other things you could do with that same kind of technology, like ocean wave, like capture the ocean wave and tidal exchanges, you know? Solar is great, but there's nowhere to store that energy to make it. And all the shit they're making is shit. And all the batteries are shit, like. You could do giant flywheels. So much rare earth mining in Africa to <sighs> yeah. make it work. Giant flywheels are dangerous. I I love my lithium ion batteries and everything, but man, I am recognizing that that is not a sustainable way forward. Yeah, and I bought I bought a uh, thirty six hundred watt uh, battery bank lithium ion batteries. And I can only get about 300 watts of work out of it before it fucking conks out. And oh. I need to fully recharge it. So the, the drop-off in terms of efficiency compared to like a standard lead-acid marine battery or something is like, you're just better off with the old stuff than this new... It's a gimmick. It's like, oh, it's light. I can carry it. It's so light. Yeah, well... Well, it's great for hand shit. tools. And they do they do last longer than... the Like for... for drills, impact drivers, that kind of stuff, sawzalls, all that kind of stuff. Like, oh man, it's it's so freeing. Yeah, the batteries are light and they charge fast. I've got drills with lithium batteries, but I'm just saying this uh solar generator it's called is a gimmick. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I looked into that. I wanted care of my family. I wanted to get one, but I wanted to make sure it was going to take care of like the freezer and the fridge cuz those are the or the two freezers in other words. Yeah. Or the um, well pump or something else that needs a lot of power. No, we have town water. <laughs> really, yeah. it's just the freezers. That's all I care about. We have wood I mean, heat. that's what people need. We've got everything like... taken care of except the freezers, you know. And I do have a generator, but I I was thinking about doing one of the solar things. They don't scale. Like the kits you can buy, they mm-hmm. do not scale. You'd have to buy extra um, solar panels and stuff. And like the kits are thirty five hundred bucks. So yeah. then you need like <clears throat> maybe more batteries and more solar panels or something like that. And it's just like, what? <laughs> no, that obviously these are not um, scalable. To, I mean, I I admire Thomas Massey with his Tesla batteries and everything, but that's um. That's a lot of electrical engineering that I am not qualified to do because I didn't go to MIT. So I thought about this problem of storing solar power mm-hmm. and wind power because yeah. it's like sporadic. Water batteries? Yeah. Did I already say this to you? I don't think so, but um, certainly not in this conversation. But it's something I'm familiar with, and I like the idea a lot because that's hydroelectric and incorporating just some plain up mechanical energy. You can have like a water tower or even just like a, a pond that's higher than this other pond. And 
your solar panels are pumping water, using that power constantly as long as the sun's shining, filling up this thing. And you're also, you can tap that for power too during the day. At night, that's your battery. The water coming out hits the turbine. Boom, you got great power. It lasts a long, long time. You know, that was my idea. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that a lot because, yeah, the storing the energy, it's, um, like you it's, said, lead acid seems probably more dependent or more dependable long term. Um, but it's dangerous. Yeah, They're it both is. Dangerous. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Um. Yeah, they are both dangerous. They could both cause fires that are hard to put out. Um, you can use you. Can, I'll let you talk. Sorry. Oh no, but you having that energy like on demand and being able to turn it on and off and um use it yeah. like that's um a really really it seems like a really practical and also sustainable way to do it. You could have a servo on the water tower. That you can use control from your house or whatever, anywhere. Some little power station. You could even have a mechanical valve, theoretically, although that would be some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant by servo, because I don't (laughs) know what I'm saying. (laughs) Not an engineer or anything, but yeah. Servos are electrical motors that move things around. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, yeah, I mean, that switch. If you can control it, then yeah. (laughs) But yeah. that's always really bothered me and because ever since the 80s when I was a kid, they've been scaring me with this environment stuff. And uh, oddly enough, when I was in school, I, I got an award for writing one paper specifically got me this big award. And the paper was on, it was a scare paper. It was like, I, I wrote this scene about this uh, girl in a space suit like with a helmet and all this stuff. And, and I was writing a scene like it was like um, a science fiction show opening or something, you know, and she comes back to the thing and comes in through the seal and blah. And, but it was like, surprise, bitch. It's the earth after the ozone layer is gone. <laughs> like, I'm Al Gore. And <laughs> thank you for reading. Continue. And so like, I wrote this whole thing about how we need geothermal. We need, hydroelectric we need solar we need wind we need all captain planet planters <laughs> we're gonna do this and it was in the 80s and i'm a kid and i write this and i win awards and shit and then i just watched like nothing get done ever my whole life and i really cared about it my whole life and shit but then now that i see that it's being used as a tool to oppress and and kill and starve people you know course i'm like drill baby drill you know because <laughs> i don't want to kill grandma i don't want to kill grandmama yeah i'm not even re- like drill while we need to but we should try incorporating yeah. some of this better nuclear stuff you know i think yeah. i think there's yeah. a lot of really good nuclear technology out there that has not been um invested in to actually utilize so scary. Nuclear is so scary in a way. I know. It is. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> oh, my God. Even what we have already is like, we we done fucked up. <laughs> like, well, what have we done? Yeah. So when people talk about new nuclear stuff, it, it freaks me out. But, I mean. But at the same time, the only the only technology that they've ever really invested in is whatever they can make bombs out of. So Yeah. <laughs> 
Right. That's that's how everything goes. Like, you know, if you invent a new color first, it has to be tested to see if it makes Soviet troops fucking more susceptible to like brainwashing techniques and you know what I mean before <laughs> it even becomes nail polish. <laughs> it has to go all that other shit. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> like whatever it is you come up with, it's got to go through that military application first and then trickles down. They invented a solar panel that you can basically print like paper. A company called Nano Solar printing solar panels with big rollers, thin, um, not stretchy, but uh, flexible. Okay. And would take any shape, right? You print this huge panel and put it right on your roof. Boop, 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 boop. You're done. And it was comparable, if not cheaper, price per watt to the uh, the type we have now. The photovoltaic, whatever they're called, PV cells. And um, that company, I was waiting for it to come out to the private sector for years, and I kept looking into it and looking into it. And finally I found out the reason that it never came out to the private sector is the military, the Navy specifically, and corporations got a hold of it for their applications. And, and like as a matter of like national security, they got dibs, and we can't have that shit. Yeah. We're not allowed. Yeah. To this day. And that shit was like 15 years ago or longer, maybe, when Nano Solar invented that. Wow. Way to print solar panels that would just were lit. You could put them on any house without doing anything special. Just put them on. See, that's what I would want to do to my house because we put a new roof on. That was one of the first things we did when we moved here. Mm-hmm. And. Now it's like, well, I don't want to mess up the roof with solar panels. And now that I know about the yeah. gimmick side of solar panels, it's kind of like well, definitely not going to do that. But, yeah, if I could paint something on and use it, I would do it. Yeah, you just need what – I, what I, I think if I would have taken them – I spent $1,600 on this solar battery thing. It came with a trickle charger and inverter built in. So I'd have to buy those. Um, and then what would be left if I spent on traditional, you know, marine batteries or whatever, probably would have been better off right now than I, I, I for sure would, you know? Yeah. So I'm, I've, one of my, uh, like, I guess roadblocks or mental blocks when it comes to building a solar system is, um, even though I'm comfortable doing, like household electrical stuff and plenty of it. I'm not an electrical engineer. So getting all the conversions and inverters and like getting everything engineered correctly is not something that I am up for myself. <laughs> you know it's what I mean? Something though, there's a lot, uh, there are, are a lot of resources online. I know. I know. It's trying Anytime to understand I've them it up just to be being curious about, what it would cost me to do like a solar install in my home over the years. There's always, and if I have a plumbing problem, I spend enough time online. There's somebody that had the exact same weird ass random problem. And this is what you do. Hmm. You just have to dig into it while you can, I guess. Cause I don't, I don't suspect that a lot of this will be around for very much longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think they might reset the internet with the great reset. Yeah, I think there's going to be there a already... cyber attack that cripples everyone that rushes out the 
everything else they want, plus blames Russia somehow. <laughs> yeah. Type of situation. Like a, or whoever a the enemy of the day is, right? Right. Hamas. And uh, everyone will miraculously lose all their crypto. Oops. <laughs> you know, sorry, you can't have any money. That's not uh, Bill Gates coin. Yeah, that's... chip installed in your forehead so you can uh, kill your family for money or whatever we're going to have you do. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's not fun. on your it's not on your left hand. <laughs> uh, you can choose. <laughs> Coke or Pepsi, paper or plastic, <laughs> forehead or left hand. <laughs> Absolutely. Good call. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> um, oh, man. That that distracted me. I had something to say. Um, shoot. I guess I'm tired. I'm starting to like slow down a little bit. Oh yeah, I was I was starting to. I need to roll another joint if if we're gonna continue speaking, or if we're not, I'll still do that. Don't yeah. feel any pressure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I I enjoyed talking to you on the. Um, it was the WTF forum, right? Yeah. Was that it? I saw you were on the other night, and you were doing that, uh, I don't know what the show was, some network television or something. The reality Survival show. challenge. Yeah, yeah, reality show between male and female contestants, and like all the males on the one side of the island like were eating roast boar and surfing on homemade surfboards, and all the women were like crying and blaming each other for all their failures. Fighting. It was a little sad. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. It, it was, was funny. It was brutal. It was a fun mm-hmm. show, but yeah, I I hadn't seen that clip before. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I wish I was here for this one. This is great. <laughs> this is my kind of TV. This we had TV. we had a really good one where we did like a deep dive on um, the vaccines and some of the court hearings. There was um, it was in I think it was South Carolina, um they did some congressional hearings or something like that. Um, and there was, yeah, some really good testimony that we went through. And a couple of the people in that group, um, have done a lot of research. Fido is one of them. She's done a lot of research on this stuff and she works in the medical field. So she also has that like personal experience. Um, and yeah, that it was a good one. We got a lot of good feedback on that one. Yeah. Um Fido is kind of like a good perspective because she is in like nursing or something. Yeah, yeah. So she sees what's going on. She sees the changes in the in the system too. First I, have, I have a couple um people close to me who are also in that and they got out of traditional nursing in a hospital um just in the nick of time, basically. Just in the nick of time. Um, yeah, they, I mean, one of them got out before the real um, crackdown came down. The other one was like, they saw that the vaxes were being mandated and they were like, gotta get out. <laughs> so we did a protest outside the hospital about that. And um, yeah, uh, that, that stuff is pretty shitty. Yesterday's heroes are today's trash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, my wife worked at a hospital for 10 years, and she was one of the best. She always got awards. Um, She cleaned, which is fucking super important in a hospital, right? Yeah. She cleaned the, 
ER, the operating rooms. Um, and this prevents people from dying of secondary infection. This is super important. Yeah. And those people have no work ethic in that hospital. She would come home with horror stories. Oh, they got drunk and fucked in the parking lot. The guy fell asleep in the closet. You know, this guy didn't, I had to do three people's job tonight again. Wow. Do you guys live close um, to a big city? No, not really. Jeez. It's a college town. Population about 50,000. Huh. Uh, But yeah, 10 years in the hospital, she got OSHA training. Because she would have to clean rooms where people had like really hyper contagious viruses and pathogens and shit. And so OSHA training would tell her things like uh, N95 mask has to be fitted such and such way and it can only last for like 21 minutes or something. You know, I don't remember all these details, but she showed them to me. And during this scamdemic operation, all of that was turned on its head. All yeah. of a sudden, a fucking Ramones print fucking uh, girls' underwear will stop AIDS <laughs> or whatever. You know what I mean? It'll stop. Of course, it'll stop AIDS. But Fauci didn't know that <laughs> in the beginning. So he got a lot of people hurt. Well, I mean, shout out to John McAfee because that girls' underwear thing, it was great for him. <laughs> shout out to John McAfee. He might be alive. Who knows? If he, he is, I, I hope he listens. <laughs> he had to fake his death, right? I mean, mm. I wouldn't put it past him, but at the same time, I've heard interviews with his wife, and um, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, I know. she. She. He had to let her go if he faked his death. She doesn't know about it. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. To be truly effective, that's just something he had to do. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Who knows? I don't think. I don't think Epstein died. The the corpse I saw, the one photo we got, that did not match Epstein. Oh yeah. I looked at. I looked at that ear. For about five hours, <laughs> I kept looking at every picture of Epstein available online, and getting every picture of his ear I could, and looking at the ear on that corpse, and they were so fucking different. Huh. I was like, "There's no way." This is the same man. It's almost as if they um, they brought in some kind of a patsy or stooge or maybe just a body or something, right? Like underneath well, the gurney. There weren't, and any, then just the did a swap and gave gave Jeff a fucking hat and a uniform and get in the van. We're gonna drive you to Tel Aviv or whatever. Come on, let's go. Well, the the cameras were off, just like Israel's security system. So. Yeah, just like uh, in the stand down, just like nine eleven. You know. Yep. So this is, I you know, you can say this is Israel's 9-11, but like our 9-11 was theirs too. So it's like, it's really confusing. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> if it's a deep state op, then kind of makes sense that it's similar. Mm-hmm. Seems like they're going down the play, the playbook too. The same kind of propaganda they used post 9-11 immediately seems to be the kind, almost word for word, that they've used post uh, whatever they're calling this. Are they calling it after the date? Are they calling it... Oh, we don't even know yet. I don't think it has an official title. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the thing the thing nine days ago or whatever. I don't, has it been nine days? I don't know. Ten? I was watching the live streams for 
the first couple of days. I was doing that during, I was doing that on Twitter, um, during the riots in 2020. That was pretty interesting. My mother was in riots in Baltimore around then, I think. Really? I'm not sure if it was 2020. I think so, though. It was it was before she right before she retired. Did she get she a PlayStation? Like, no. <laughs> no, this was race riots, I think, in Baltimore. Oh, dude, Maryland. Baltimore is rough. I've been there. Um she was just about to retire, so she was like the guy in Lethal Weapon. She's like, three months to retirement. And then all the shit goes down. But then she got out, she moved back to West Virginia, and then they got her with the goof jabs instead. Right. Yeah, yeah. So she's the other person in your life who got fucked up with. You know what's crazy? Is the same thing that I've seen over and over again is happening to um, her husband. I've seen a man work very hard, make a bunch of money, put away for retirement, pay into Social Security pay for insurance and all that stuff. Save up as much as they can. Own a home and everything, right? And then they get cancer. And they go through an operation and a chemo and another chemo and an operation and three more chemos and an operation and two more chemos. And, and, and by the end of it, they're a husk of themselves and all of the money they've ever earned in their life is gone into the hands of the doctors. They lose fucking basically everything, including the house sometimes. Wow. Oh, man, that's tragic. And yeah. still fucking die. Yeah. It's like... Uh, I, you're trusting them fucking doctors. I know. I, they, I know some old people who are my neighbors, and they're going through the ringer right now, and it sounds like a full-time job just going to all their appointments and everything. And it's just like... She has diabetes and she drinks soda, you know? So the last time a friend of mine was on chemo and dying, I didn't know all this stuff. I knew a little bit. I was like, I hear marijuana is good for it. You should have that. And she was like, no, I need pain pills. And if I take marijuana, they'll they'll find out and uh, take away my pain pills and I'll be in all kinds of pain. I was like, oh, we don't want that, you know? So it's like, you can't have that thing. I didn't know about some other stuff, but now I know that turkey tail mushroom and, you know, um, wild black raspberries and like all this shit in the woods around here, like lion's mane and all that stuff. Reishi can all fucking fight the cancer. Yeah. And kill it. So I got in the car and I got, my wife is so cool. She she plants echinacea, and it's a stimulant to the immune system. So she we gathered the petals and the leaves of echinacea and dried them. We got a bunch of turkey tail mushroom and dried it, and then like shredded it, ground it up. <laughs> it's already dry. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dry, but you got to really dry it's, it if it's you want to. It's leathery. Try. Yeah. So we we put it in this old coffee grinder, and it like shreds it up into like. That's what I it's did. Ephemeral, like cotton candy texture. You know, it's <laughs> like you could get it wet and make a fucking paper towel out of it or something. Oh, nice. So, pinch of that, pinch of this, throw it in there, boil it, then get your tea, then get your honey and your, you know, whatever elderberry, 
whatever. But I, I took some of this to them and was like, here, you know. Oh, and by the way, get some weed. <laughs> like, and then I told the dude how to get his medical card and stuff too, because he can do that here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I had a friend go through that recently, and um, he's departed now, unfortunately. Um, yeah. And he was well. He was pretty bought into it all, and it happened pretty fast. Let's just say that. It's like um, it's like uh, they got a Russian a, roulette. He was a really good guy. And it's it's with the chemo. A fucking tragedy. It sucks. And I don't like. I can't say if that's what caused it, but I don't. I can't say it's not. Yeah, I'm not trying to give medical advice, except I am. I think I am. Because like the first medical advice ever given was let let your food be your medicine and your medicine be your food, right? Wasn't that some shit like that? Yeah, that's old yeah. medical advice. It seems like it might be good. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. It's it's a lesson I wish I had learned when I was a kid eating my diet of like chemical shit storm sugar product, you know, yellow number five. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. Um, just the way our culture has um, sugar associated with fun. Yeah. And it's the first and most potent drug. It, it really is a drug. Yeah. yeah. And I'm an, an, an addict of sugar and I'm, pre- I, I'm conscious of it. I'm aware of it. I go, I used to drink coffee with cream and sugar. I used to drink yeah. soda and stuff all the time. Now I have my coffee black. I try to cut sugar out. I, I use honey in my tea, not much. You know? But when I go to bed at night and I'm, I'm trying to go to sleep, I feel the craving. Chocolate, peanut right. butter, Reese's cup, ice cream, ice cream. You're lactose intolerant and sugar will kill you. Ice cream. <laughs> like it just doesn't care. <laughs> it's there. It, it's there every day of my life. And it, it, when I was a kid, I used to get fucking wasted on sugar on Halloween. I have fond memories of Halloween being so cool and great, entertaining and, and random, chaotic and fun and energetic. But then, but then you feel like shit afterwards. Dan, I saw, a meme, saw this meme the other day. It was like, oh, it's sugar season. And it goes on to say, like, okay, Halloween, everybody eats too much candy. Oh, yeah. Christmas and Easter and blah, 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 candy and yeah. cookies and fruitcakes and all this shit. Oh, we're going to be and cheating. And then everybody gets the flu. Imagine that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that what it is? Because huh. when I eat too much sugar, I feel like I'm dying and I'm sick for days and I get phlegm. I get all the yeah. symptoms of a sickness. Well, if you want to get rid of those cravings, keto's the way. Yeah. And I I mean, I know Chinese food with yeah. rice is delicious, but you can make a stir fry without the rice too. And it's still <laughs> delicious. <laughs> I mean, we still eat squash and stuff. We still eat nuts. We're yeah, not... oh, you can use squash noodles. Yeah. Right? Stuff like that. And we grew a lot of squash this year, so it's like find ways to use it. <laughs> if you had enough uh, vegetables, I don't see a need for rice, really. You know, yeah. in, in well, I mean, beef, the winter's the hard meat, part. Barbecue, like a steak, is the best dressing for a salad. Like you can just yeah. take a plate, put all your stuff, you know, your um, spinach and lettuce and onion or whatever the hell, and then just lay your steak on it. Let the juices go through that, and then eat it. It's like better than any fucking dressing in the world, especially if you know how to spice your steak and cook it. Yeah, oh yeah, and, and if you've got enough of those juices there to kind of actually lubricate the salad 
because that's what I like. I love my dressing. Um, but I have gotten um, woke to the uh, seed oil thing recently and realized yeah, that almost all the dressings in the oil. store... Soybean oil. I'm soybean paying oil. like 7 or $8 for a little bottle of dressing because I don't want that seed oil. <laughs> Ranch dressing was great in the 80s when I first tried it, and now it's all fucking soybean oil, poison, soybean oil. Tell you like what, my wife is making some banging dressings, though. Making, Restaurants. Making it at if home. You get it, oh, yeah. They make homemade ranch. You yeah. can make a healthy ranch homemade. Right. That's a good point. You ever, I um, worked at a restaurant. They had a, a healthy homemade ranch. You ever use like restaurants maybe. and stuff um, th- for their waste stream for like the chickens or anything? I've thought about doing that kind of stuff. Um, that's a great idea, and some people will probably be very happy to do that. You know, it's like if somebody wants your your garbage and, and has a use for it. Yeah, that's like a it's an added value to just getting rid of your garbage. Oh my my dog wants all the garbage. We, <laughs> we walk around town and it's like she finds treats. You know. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool to have like a a, a diesel uh, motorcycle, the sidecar for your dog, and you can go picking up waste oil from restaurants to run it <laughs> and get your chicken treats? Do you know about gasifiers? Yeah, wood gasifiers. Yeah, and FEMA has FEMA has uh, plans for one. It costs about two thousand dollars to make. You have to have a welder though. Yeah, a good welder, which I have. I I know a couple. And I figure but... now they cost three or four thousand dollars because everything's double. Yeah, part of it for me is like getting the right one. I I almost bought um one of the pre-made ones, but I mm-hmm. asked them like I told them what gener- generator model I had, and I asked them if it would be a good match. And it was like, oh, you're not going to get much power out of that generator. And I'm like, <laughs> thanks. I mean, from mm-hmm. the gas fire because you know the gas fire is like what is it? Two thirds of the power, something like that. Um, as to, as compared to regular gas. <clears throat> and so certain generators are kind of geared in a way where you, it drops off quickly. You know what I mean? I've watched a lot of videos of people with homemade ones and made out of barrels and stuff. That's what led me yeah, to the FEMA. Yeah. The FEMA I, um, I'm very fascinated by it and I burn wood as heating. And so I've got lots of those chips that i can throw in one of those things and it's Um, a cleaner way to burn your wood too isn't it yeah i mean you're i think you're kind of making doing something similar to what they do with biochar it's it's the whole biochar thing you can use you can plant in the garden (laughs) that's your carbon offset it's literally carbon offsetting we use biochar in our garden this year and got great results nice along with a rabbit Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that's a good reason to have those. Yeah, yeah. we and the um, hutches uh-huh. where the, the the mothers will raise their children for a while in these hutches that are separate from the rest. So we kind of colony raise them, so they they're on the ground in fenced in areas. Right. Um. How do the hutches you, how we do you stuff with hay from digging under the fences? By the way, sorry. <sighs> you just repair the holes, try to bury <laughs> fence, yeah. try to put rocks around. It's a constant pain. Like, right, right. <laughs> um, Go ahead, anyway. And, Sorry. <laughs> you, but if you stuff the hutches with, like, hay, then they're going to do their business on all that. And when you pull that out, that's, like, the best compost. You basically stick that in a bucket with some more of their poop and some biochar and whatever. And it's, like, 
plant something in, directly in that, and it's just fucking beautiful. Nice. Uh, apparently, we did. Yeah, we did some great um, peppers in such a way with these buckets, these food food grade buckets, plastic buckets. What kind of peppers are you growing? Just uh, bell peppers and banana peppers. So Nothing the bananas are a little bit hot. Yeah, they've got like just a little hint of something to them, but they're not really hot. Like, okay. But the cool thing is, um, they they produce for so long; they just keep producing. So, and we've been getting these weird, different colored ones in the end as the falls nice. come on. Nice. Like, they're coming out red and like orange and stuff, yellow. And uh, we we got a lot of tomatoes, and so. Yeah, the garden's been great. We, we, I had a bunch of bamboo that I had to cut down to get sun <laughs> back onto the garden because the bamboo yeah. is spreading like crazy. I bet. And I just said, fuck it, I'll burn this bamboo. Then I ended up with all this like charcoal. And uh, then I mixed it with like compost and put some on all the garden beds, and they did pretty well. Nice. Um, so, yeah, you can make your own fertilizer. You don't need it from Russia or Justin Trudeau, Castro. <laughs> Or whoever, like you can. There's no Botterer Town Master Blaster with pig shit. You just can kind of raise raise animals so you can get some poop. Yeah, That's rabbits. <laughs> rabbits are one animal where you can put it straight on, mm-hmm. and it it's doesn't not, burn anything. It's not too hot. Um, that's one thing with the chickens. It's like we think about that a little bit. There's there's a tree that we're trying to save, but it's also in the center of our property, which is the most convenient place to put the chickens. So they're kind of you know, on top of this tree <laughs> that's a grand old, you know, hundred something year old copper beach. It's it's nice. Um so it's like it's one of those like property features that you want to save. And we've got the chickens on top of them and it's like, well, we're building soil, we're adding plenty of stuff in to like break it down and everything, but it's I know it's hot. <laughs> so hopefully, yeah, yeah, hopefully yeah, it's yeah. good. Hot for like a year. um that's the thing we were doing that too um putting it on like in the fall or in the winter and then so you don't have to worry about it maybe like if you clean your coop out i don't know yeah we we do like a staged composting thing um where we have like about four cubic yards separated with pallets. Um, and, and they're on top of a concrete slab. So that keeps the roots and weeds from coming up, growing up through. Cause there's bushes and everything that'll just send shooters straight up there. Tangle it all. Um, I have a bunch of, uh, junk radiators and, um, I cut one up into sections and I, I stacked it. So it kind of like breathes and huh. we've been using it to compost because nice. there's like holes all through it, you know? And I put like some, um, cable. Did you like weld it? And wire. Oh, okay. No, I just put some wire around it basically okay. and like twisted it off and was like, that's tight. That's good. <laughs> and they're all stacked. They're all stacked inside of the ridges of each, each other too. So it's kind of already pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That breathability is key. And since I can get free pallets from work and everything, like mm-hmm. it's a nice thing. Like I could Snakes I can like rebuild it at some point. They're not attached to the concrete slab or anything. I can just tear it all down and rebuild it at some point if I need to, you know, <laughs> I noticed that snakes really like that in there. 
Like, oh yeah, were... yeah. We've seen garter snakes, but that's about that. That's pretty much yeah, all we have snakes. around here. There were there were two garter snakes in there mating. <laughs> that's like, great. It must have been a giant female and a little dude or something, but it looked funny as shit to me because it was like the one dude was like, mm, and there's this giant like. Uh, yeah, man, my wife and I came across um, like a snake den where all the babies were writhing around like a it's like a snake ball, um, yeah. you know, like king rat kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, And yeah, that that was really something to observe because it's crazy seeing all those snakes. It took us a while to figure out what it was because they're about the size of earthworms at that point. And you're in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay, those could have been copperheads. Could have been, maybe, possibly. My grandmother, right. West Virginia, not far from you, growing up as a little girl, so she would have been like a hundred, so a little girl like a hundred years ago, nineteen twenties, thirties, some. Um, ball of snakes, like you described, size of earthworms, and the kids happened upon it, and one of the boys in the group. Tried to pick it up. It was like, he was like, ha tickles or whatever. He's like, oh, they're biting me. Uh. And they were baby copperheads, and that boy died. Wow. Because baby copperheads, oh. every bit of venom they have, they don't have a control on it. Like, adults know how much kills a rat. And, you know. huh. But the juveniles and babies, they don't know when to stop. So they'll just poison your ass to death. Well, that's... So I was always afraid of those. And I've I've only seen two copperheads, and that I know that I can remember, and um, one was when I was a little kid, and one was like here at this house, uh, several months ago, and it was it was a juvenile copperhead, and my dog was after it, Ooh. and I killed it with a shovel because I didn't nice. want my dog to die, yeah, and, yeah, and I didn't want it around, even though like I felt bad like killing an animal, but. It's a, it's a juvenile copperhead around my house and right. the chickens and the rabbits and the kid and the wife and the dog. It's like, well, I've, uh, I've seen a rattlesnake or two in the wild. Um, and yeah. that's obviously scary. I think it's two, but kind of in the same place, a place we hike somewhat often. We used to do it more, but, and I'm not, well, you're making me think I've seen copperheads, but I definitely, I used to live by the creek and there were these water snakes that look a lot like copperheads. Water and moccasins? No, no, not, not in Pennsylvania. <laughs> no, they're just like corn snakes and um, milk snakes, stuff like that. But they're in the water. Um, they're non-venomous, but they look venomous. They look a lot like a copperhead. So I ended up... <gasps> One scared the crap out of me because I had a fire pit down by the creek and I lifted up the brush to put in the kindling and light it. And here was the snake staring right in my face. And I thought it was a copperhead. So, yeah, I killed it in a similar fashion. And then, you know, later on. You know where Smithfield is? No, I don't know. Smithfield, PA? Sounds like a meat company. Yeah, yeah, well. There's a there's a thing called Rich Farms there. It's a three day music fest that used okay. to go on, and you'd go out and camp, and there'd be all kinds of local bands and stuff. Um, I went there, and I got in the middle of a pond with one of your 
Pennsylvania water copperheads. <laughs> that must be what it was. Because it looked very much like a copperhead right. in the water. And um, it swam right up to me. Like this close. Like oh, wow. six inches. And it looked right into my eyes. And just licked its lips and swam and wriggled through the water. And writhed in the water on the top of it. And I was standing in the middle of a pond with my hands up. Because I had a joint in one hand and a beer in the other. Tri- peeking. That is classic, by the way. Classic. Speaking on a, on a trip, some <laughs> older gentleman had given me something weird, and I ate it. And the snake is right there, and, and I'm freaked. Like, I freaked out. Like I was like, oh, here's my death. Here's Satan and my death, and it's like some kind of weird snake symbolism thing going on. Ride the snake to the lake. I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> and it's at Rich Farms in PA, and I was, that's why I wanted to know. You were talking about a snake. You're in, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it sounds like the same thing. Yeah. That, <laughs> that helps me with the mystery of why I didn't die when the fucking copperhead was swimming <laughs> in your face. Six inches from my nose. Well, I tell you what, I'd be worried about snappers in that oh, situation. Yeah. I mean, I, I grew up in I swim in, in plenty of ponds and lakes. I can't see the bottom. I don't know what's down there, but I kind of try not to think about it. There was but I've park- seen some big snappers for sure. This park in uh, Lansdowne, Maryland, called Southwest Area Park in Baltimore County. And uh, they had alligator snappers in this marsh. It was like cattails and swampy. Uh, alligator snap, big snapping turtles, man. Killer dangerous. <laughs> Huge turtle. <laughs> like, like, Toka, Rezar, like Ninja Turtles 2. Right. And boss turtles in, the, in that place, for real. Yeah, the snapping turtles are scary, man. They're they like are. a pit. they're like a Rottweiler. They don't let go. And got, what's like, funny is I'm so scared jaws. of them, but I went swimming with sea turtles, and they're so like slow motion and tame and everything. It's yeah, like, like a soft shell, and they don't just care. Like, they just want to eat little fish. They're fine. Yeah, <laughs> they want to chew on kelp or they something. They were way bigger than the snappers. I'm scared of. I love. I like turtles. I like I do. turtles. I really do. <laughs> My babysitter when I was a kid had miniature little baby alligator snappers in her fish tank, and they were just a joy to watch tear minnows apart when I was, like, six years old. <laughs> nice. Getting ready for school. <laughs> I don't get it jammed was the most up. Because <laughs> the minnows were there all the time, right? There would like, be, like, 35 feeder minnows at a time in there. <laughs> and these turtles were just, like, chilling and lounging. And then once in a while, one would jump in, and I'd hear it bloop, and I'd look and... I'd go run over and watch it. It'd take like a couple seconds and just fucking rip a fish in half. Scary things, man. It's when they're big enough to hurt you. Yeah, yeah. Did they get flushed down the toilet later? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what... Um, it was Trish? And I forget the dude's name, but he was... Uh, oh, it doesn't matter. Construction <laughs> dude. I would like to shout him out. They're probably not even alive. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm old. I'll be 44 very soon. So my babysitters. I know Connie oh. just had her birthday. She's pretty. She's my, alive and good. My babysitters are only 50 or so. Yeah. Yeah. 50 ish. Because they were teenagers when I was being babysat. Getting old's weird. It is. 
Middle-aged, huh? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think for myself, I'm beyond that. But I, like, yeah, I, still feel, I still feel young. Near the end. I don't know. Twilight. I feel like a kid in a lot of ways. And maybe it's partly because I don't have kids. I can still kind of like... Yeah. Live like a kid, even though I, I have think you're, you're job and responsibilities stuff. and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's all balanced out, you know? You're like frosted mini wheat. You have like the sweet side and the adult responsible side, you know? We're still having fun. <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta try to stay having fun. But uh, when I had a kid, it changed everything pretty quickly. Like the chaos element that I used to enjoy and thrive on, Suddenly, it was like a dangerous element that I couldn't allow. You know? Huh? What do you mean? Yeah, just being responsible for a, a little baby and and wanting you know, just to have a nice classy home for the baby that was safe and all the you know, secure and like. Going yeah. So you mean like random being... weirdos coming over? I got the um, I stole a bunch of forties off a truck. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how to make crack? Like, oh, man. <laughs> you know, yeah, come on in. My kid's right there. Look at my wife's ass for a second. And then come over here. Like, no, I'm not doing it anymore. No, definitely not. <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore. It bothered me. Like, I didn't care if I was cool anymore. I was, like, responsible for another person. Besides myself, you know? How old were you when you had your kid? 24. Yeah, yeah. It so was, you you were still planned. young. You you were in your still like, pretty young, but he was planned. Phase. So yeah, well that's good. That that was like a rare thing. Yeah, and we're still together. The parents. That's a rare thing. That's awesome. Good for you, man. So those were kind of like goals I had because my the way I grew up and stuff. Yeah, how's came that? From like two broken homes. So oh I really? Like, I was like, I'm never doing this to a kid. Wow. Yeah. I was real bitter about my upbringing and shit and how things worked out for me and my sister. So I was oh. like, I'm never going to do this to a kid. Well, it sounds like you've managed to make yourself a better man than your father. <laughs> I, yeah, I shouldn't, I I shouldn't uh, talk shit on your father. My mom but, um, left, him, left him, so he, he didn't have... But he had, he had decisions to make that he probably regrets, but the, ultimately the decision was taken away when my mom took me and got on a plane and didn't say shit to him and just ghosted him. Wow. She did the same thing to my stepdad later. <laughs> so eh. it, g- it gave me like a little bit of a pattern. Uh, yeah. <laughs> issue uh, trusting women. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, oh, yeah. I hear that. Yeah. It took yeah. me. Yeah. I. <laughs> even through my 20s, I was I was pretty insecure. My wife about takes me to stuff. the fucking record store and I look around and I'm like, didn't see her. And I'm like, oh, she's di- just like my dad. Just like what my mom did to my stepdad. Oh, right man. in front of me. I bet I bet he, she's taking my son to Chuck E. Cheese or fucking Pizza Hut right now. <laughs> Just trying to smooth it over. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Still have that little bit of a complex of like be, I'm about to be abandoned. Are you possessive? I saw it happen. You don't seem possessive. Uh, I, I don't know. Probably. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds a little possessive. But. But it sounds well, like you're making it work, so that's, <laughs> I mean, good for you. That's awesome, you know. It helps if you let the uh, the person choose you, uh, apparently. You can't, like, go chasing people around. But, right, yeah. If you stop and let somebody catch you. 
I definitely chased, out. I chased the wrong ones in my younger years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dating dating rough, dating not so good. I've only had three girlfriends so in my life. Yeah. Which is kind of like, you know, hung out with some girls, but actual like relationship wise, like girlfriend, girlfriends, it's like three. So it's like third, third time's a charm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's funny. Cause my wife and I met online and both of us had seen two people before that. So it was the third time and we were both kind of feeling a little discouraged with it and like, nah, not going to put much more energy into this. Yeah. And, um, yeah, then we met each other and we just kept hanging out and it's worked. It's been over a decade that we've been together. So, yeah, I had some, some baggage, some stuff I had to work through. Had some real problems. Like I had never been dumped before. And then I got dumped and it like destroyed me. When? Like in high school or Yeah, after? basically. Yeah, yeah. Basically back way back. So and that was like the second girlfriend. Like um and then I just didn't I could not see myself being happy in a relationship or it working. And I tried to date this girl and kinda hit it off or whatever, but I kept like seeing like I was just like a broken fucking pathetic dude. And I was like, this ain't going to work. I can't, I can't do <laughs> It doesn't work. I got to go. And she wouldn't let me, she kept chasing me and stuff. And I finally just like gave up and like, and she like healed me <laughs> and fixed me. Oh wow. She healed me. Huh. You know, she, she like, yeah, she was exactly what I needed. I tried to run from her, but yeah. Yeah, she's my best friend now. We're like the same fucking person and shit. It's kind of crazy. But we've yeah. been together a quarter of a century, like more than half of our lives. So wow, that's how you get. <laughs> there great. was a weird old couple in my town that used to wear the same outfits. Oh they yeah, wore backpacks and baseball caps and the same like colored shirt and the same colored shorts and socks and everything. <laughs> and they were so fucking cute, but they were like, you know. Is that Asperger's? I don't know what that is. Like, you know, they were weird. And, um, oh, with your kid? No, with this couple downtown. Oh, you're just wondering, like, what's like, up yeah, with them? Yeah, they were, they were very they were cute, weird. but they were, they were like, you know what I mean? Like, they were like a little like, oh, yeah, what's yeah. going on with them? But uh, I get it now, I think. Yeah, it's like, what's your fucking... Yeah. They had something. That, one of them died, and the other one was alone, and I saw that, and it kind of broke my heart. Ah, uh, yeah, that's sad. We're talking about all kinds of stuff. I know, we're still recording and everything. It's crazy. <laughs> the, I just, um, just kind of let this go. We've been flowing. It's been good. I've enjoyed it's this. Just, I'm enjoying, I enjoy having a conversation and then knowing that even though like I'm on cam and stuff, like this is what I really need to do if I'm ever on a podcast is just not care what's going on in the cam. Right, yeah. Because like, uh, I get this like stage fright type of fucking vibe. Get you know weirded out and skidsed out by how how bad am I gonna sound? How how ignorant and how you know stupid am I gonna be on this thing? And like, so and you want to? It just produce... drives me like crazy with the anticipation. And then when I'm on the show, I'm just like, 
You know what I mean? I'm all like frozen seem, like in the headlights. Seems like you do all right from what I've seen. I'm trying to get used to it. And that's what so um, you, Drizzle said to keep practicing, just keep doing it. Like, yeah. how, I was like, how do you, how do you get better at the show? You, you, your show keeps getting better. How are you doing it? And he's like, I just keep practicing, doing it, learning by doing it. Right. So you produce yours live. Yeah. Like I'll, um, my room is a fucking wreck cause it's, it's covered in records, like stacks. And I, I'll pick out however many records and I'll pick out however many, like, memes and articles and like just try to bullshit it together well it's not really much that's why it sucks you know what i mean because i don't <laughs> people that are dedicated do a superior product <laughs> you know what i mean i just like i try to make it cool sometimes it's cool on its own without me trying so hard i i think i think you've got a neat thing going on because it's a very immersive experience like You've got music. I want it to feel like we're hanging out and I'm watching some stupid news while you're playing a record or listening to the radio. Right. It's like you can chill out and listen to music, but you're also listening to a podcast at the same time. And with the video element, it makes it more entertaining and engaging, you know? So My friend told me to put my face on it. Yeah, I like like that you have the live video. And then, so you've got some loops. You've got the death loop. (laughs) That is a meme that I made. And in like Microsoft Paint, and then I showed it to Sugarcube, who is so good at making videos, and he made it a meme for me, made it an MP4 or something. GIF. Yeah, and um, that's what that is. So shout out Sugarcube. He's got <laughs> his own um, channels. He's got a YouTube. He's got a, uh, I think, it's Rumble or Odyssey. I'm not sure which. Yeah, Odyssey was where I was actually able to watch you. I constantly use his clips. Your thing got taken down <laughs> from YouTube. I constantly use his clips um on my show because he always making if he's not making clips, like making videos, like really artsy, wonderful, funny, smart videos, he's just downloading clips of uh he watches the two hour boring thing and gets the minute that we need. Right. And he'll download that and post it in the monarchy chat and I can download it from there. And I'll do that often. And the people in the monarchy chat will post the stuff that they're finding out about. And I get a lot of stuff from in there, you know, and also yeah. from like Twitter Man, and uh, the crowdsourcing thing with podcasts is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Yeah. And it's like, if you, if you do the work to make a nice article and write it, like, um, oh man, it was a feather in my hat the day that um, James Evan Pilato read something that was initially my Facebook post that I, I basically copy pasted. I did a little bit of research uh, on this this microplastics thing and posted it. And he read, you know, and he's like blah blah blah, and it was on the show. And I was like, oh my God, I'm part of it. Like I did, I fought it. Like I, you know what I mean? I'm part of this thing that is way more effective than me minging and whining over in my room right on my keyboard (laughs) but this show that like thousands of people are going to hear around the world and like new world next week is is such a great thing i I want to i love that that. yeah um i want to plug uh i don't listen the last american bag vagabond um i I just know that ryan is super dedicated and i don't know how he doesn't burn out because it's like like 
I alluded to earlier, like during like the pre-pandemic, like uh, or right before the lockdown, I was so sure the lockdown was wrong. I was so sure of so many decisions that would benefit humanity and on Moss and, and and help my grandmother and everybody's children. But um, Ryan's like that all the time. Ryan's on the info all the time. Ryan stays on it all the time. You know, so he's like really inspirational and it's just, he's amazing that how he can keep going. He's so driven and focused. And, and to be able to keep, keep going the way he does is really, so he deserves a big shout out. And I, I James Corbin and James Evan Pilato. Yeah, for sure. His, his shows are very long. So he did, then he did a very powerful episode, Whitney Webb. He went on her show recently and she really yeah. opened up about some of her stuff. So it was really her show, but he was there as support and it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. They should get together. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're we both don't know anything about right her now. husband <laughs> but you know they no, have they, kids, so. they're separated they're separated oh shit yeah oh that I was think... that was kind of the whole thing right that's right, right. he was the psycho who she was talking yeah. about yeah gosh yeah. Oy, she's, she's been through a lot the... man I've I've heard yeah. some weird things about her but I don't know she seems pretty sincere to me and um, she's getting it out there to a crowd that Ryan Dawson isn't so <laughs> whatever she's very articulate she's very smart she's read like every book yeah and she's got a, like an air of credibility and honesty and yeah. I guess she's worth like eight or nine million dollars but Are I don't you see serious? that as necessarily a sin I think I think her family left her something or gave her something you know I don't think it's like huh means anything bad necessarily you know what I mean like people can do well in business and oh, leave yeah. their kids a chunk of it for and sure she's, she's got her own like degrees and stuff she's impressive on in her own right so i'm not trying to that but when you said you heard weird stuff about her like that's where my mind went was like oh you heard she had nine million dollars no um it was it was more that ryan dawson claims that she's just ripped a lot of stuff from him and not giving him credit but ryan dawson comes Mm -hmm. across as that kind of like asshole personality and i think he does a lot of great stuff as well so i'm not like i like them both but at the same time like she's doing her part either way if the information is um true and worth um proliferating then um good for her (laughs) you know (laughs) like if you were standing on a street corner screaming like children should not lick electric sockets (laughs) or something and their children were dying all over from doing it and then somebody else did it better and more people listen to them would you be mad (laughs) like you're saving children is the the goal (laughs) i don't understand what the (laughs) yeah Open source, oh, you don't own the truth, right? And if you tell someone else the truth, guess what? <laughs> like, do you have like a control? All right, how power? them Phillies doing? <laughs> That's the response that I get, you know, a lot of the time. It's like, all right, let's change the subject. <laughs> I don't like to talk about religion or politics in this house. Anyway, I was fucking my wife in the ass, and uh. I tired this new thing where I choked her, but she was unconscious for a really long time. So I thought about calling 911, but then I was like, you know what? I'm going to ride this out. I, I, I don't know. I'm done. I, I don't know what I'm saying. I just kept going. You kept, you let me kept, keep going. I was going for the, I was going waiting oh, for the laugh. I'm riding it out, baby. 
<laughs> Need a smoke after that. <laughs> Good no, luck. I enjoyed talking to you. Uh, I, I do want. I, I kind of regret that I didn't get into more about the aftermath of of my kids' whole vaccine thing. Yeah. And what I wanted to say is that I'm there's not going a mechanism. To work tomorrow. You can go into it now if you want. There's a mechanism. This whole mechanism for controlling media, the minds of the people, and. I did not know to the extent it worked and how powerful it was and precise. I didn't know how it worked. You know, when my kid was injured by a vaccine and everyone on earth gaslit me and told me it was something else, but I saw this happen with my own eyes. Um, that opened, you know, my eyes to the whole thing. And I, and I see how the lie is disseminated. And the control is had like the control of all my friends and loved ones are like those. It's like the zombie movie. It's like, uh, you know, they, they live or, um, body snatchers, you know, they, they all think I'm lying. They all think I'm crazy. None of them really believe me. Some of them pretend to, <laughs> they're like so programmed and controlled by the television. Yeah. So how and, many uh, how many people in your life? Really so that opened my eyes to the military industrial complex oh, yeah. and all the other nefarious actors that are controlling our perception and scamming everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was kind of like the big aha. Like it's everywhere. Something that kind of opened my eyes is understanding how spells work which is like the repetition in the media, safe and effective, safe and effective, right? Yeah. Um, follow the science, trust the science, blah, 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 blah. Like all these little magic spells, they do that repetition in itself is hypnotizing. Flatten the curve. Flatten <laughs> the curve. And yeah, you hear it from enough different places and you start to think it's true. You start to incorporate it somehow. And... Yeah. um if you don't know any better, that's very easy to be sucked into it and think that there's even if even if these people are committing horrific crimes in some other um, place in the world or some other category of medicine or whatever, um, no, they're they're trying to look out for us. It's all good intentions and all, <laughs> right? Um, and if you can nail somebody down to it, your your friends that hate freedom, and and try to get them to stare at the truth, put on the glasses, they will say, "What difference does it make? Even if I do know, what can I do? <laughs> if it's like you say, there's nothing we can do." <laughs> and they're so angry at you, bro. They're like you woke them up before they were ready. And they gotta go back to sleep. They just punch the snooze button. That's you. Like, wow. I mean, it's it's a legitimate concern. What can you do? Like, not gonna go storm in the Capitol anytime soon. It's obvious. Soon, you need to wake up every as many people as you can. You need to reach like a. That's why we have mass. podcasts, right? We're kind of trying, but I find it much harder in the personal life than on the podcast verse. You know. And then some people that are semi, like, aware. 
not woke, but awake, like, they're still, like, they're, they have that black pill. There's nothing you can do. Maybe you can make a profit off of it since you have knowledge. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, the disaster's coming. Maybe you can be the one that stocks up on toilet paper and water. Or, right. you know what I mean? like, Man, I wish I had bought incandescent bulbs. Yeah, right. Yeah. But they're not trying to, they're not interested in using what little knowledge they have to like warn other people or help other people. There's like, so you bring up Paul Revere, like, well, what if everybody just sat in the bar and said, who gives a fuck like you are like Paul Revere? What would he have done? Blah, blah. Yeah. 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 I mean, some people are saying never again, but I'm like, really? Did you really stand up the first time? Like, I don't know. It kind of seems like maybe again. (laughs) I mean, I'm talking about like, they say that about, the recent last couple of years, like they can't lock us down and blah, blah, blah again. And I'm like, I kind of think maybe they can. And how the hell are we going to deal with that? (laughs) I mean, you and I have our ways. Yeah. Yeah. We try to have a full freezer and a plentiful garden and all that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that you've got to, the wherewithal to outlast <laughs> most people who only have three days worth of groceries or whatever on hand. I think it's three days that most people have. Maybe it's five. That's pathetic. It's not, it's not much. It's really bad that people have stored. Yeah, that's not that's not good at all. <laughs> and then I... in uh, is that in the, in the U.S. Depression, yeah, I mean, don't quote me on because these yeah, can be ancient Whatever. old figures, Statistics. and I'm just some <laughs> I'm some boomer, stoned guy. Boomer, <laughs> you're a boomer. Yeah, <laughs> like they call people call me boomer a lot. Just skip Gen I'm, X. I'm ancient, you're, bro. You're I'm technically 44. Gen X, right? Yeah, yeah, you made that cut. I considered myself a Gen Xer until I was like 30 years old, and I heard millennial, and I guess the technical technically I graduated after. Y2K, so therefore I'm a millennial. But I remember the days before internet and cell phones, so that's something. We used to, I grew up with rotary phones. Yeah, yeah, rotary phones. <laughs> um, Andy Griffith on TV. Yep, yep, for sure. Uh, Little Sesame Street. theaters were still around, you just had to go yep, pretty far to yep, get one. Right. Pete and Pete. Remember the show Pete and Pete? No, I wasn't a big TV. I wasn't brought up on TV. Okay. But, I mean, I saw some stuff like Andy Griffith. <laughs> like, I watched TV up to, like, a lot. I watched, I was raised by the television, and then I rejected it. Huh, uh, nice. One, one day, I was closing a bar, and Obama had just issued, like, he started, like, two new wars or something. <laughs> that day. <laughs> <clears throat> well, so you know what I mean. He didn't do a very and, good job because it was supposed to be seven. Yeah. Well, he he started five new wars, but it was two that day. <laughs> so I was closing the bar, counting the money, doing the drawer, wiping the bar down. John Stewart's blabbing on the TV, and I'm ready because I knew when George Bush did war crimes, John Stewart made fun of him at least. You know, we didn't do anything about it, but at least we laughed at the asshole. So I was waiting to laugh at Obama. I couldn't wait because Obama just did some war crimes and John Stewart came on and was like, 
what, what's the guy that looks like a fucking turtle? Mitch McConnell looks like a turtle, everybody. <laughs> hey, I'm John Stewart. And I was just like, you know what? Click. I just turned that shit off, and I was just like, I can't. I'll listen to, like, old Coast to Coast AM or something. I cannot listen to this fucking shit anymore. I've never listened <laughs> to that show. I hear about it all the time. <laughs> it, yeah, it's like the gateway drug to, like, conspiracy radio and then you get a shortwave radio and listen to like bill cooper back in the <laughs> old days you know you'd start out listening to coast to coast am then you'd get the shortwave listen to bill cooper and then you'd get the militia compound and you'd see me in 1995 i'd be 15 years old and i'd laugh at you you tell me cnn is the communist news network <laughs> and, and you gotta bury your guns or something because they're gonna come take them with fake shootings and I was like what and he was like peace out and I was like what and I laughed at that guy for like 20 years or longer laughed at him like he was a maniac fool Marvin the militia man but like every little jewel and gem he said and dropped to me he was listening to fucking Bill Cooper back huh. then he had to have been Do you know? You know um... he, was, he was tuned in do you know Jack Spierko? No, I don't think so. The Survival Podcast. Um, I bet Bill Cooper is a big influence of his. Um, Sounds great. He lives in Texas, and he's really big into permaculture. Um, he knows a lot about hunting and um, butchering, handling meat, that kind of thing. Um, that does. Is he a bald guy? Um, maybe a little bit. He's real short. He's like short and stocky and 50, Does he do this like fifty like farming where like um everything's like mixed like with some wild stuff so that he doesn't have to do anything and he just gets food? No, I don't Every think shit. I don't think so. I'm not sure what I remember you're watching exactly some video saying, and but, I was trying to see if I knew um, who you were talking about. No, he he just covers like a lot of different topics, like everything from financial stuff. He brings in a lot of his friends to help with advice and, you know, he does interviews and all that. Um, but yeah, big into permaculture, um, you know, a little bit of gold and silver and Bitcoin and stuff like that. You know, he's like, even though he's in his 50s, he's kind of on the cusp of some of the new like Noster stuff and um, start nine servers, you know, some of this personal sovereignty as far as digital stuff goes. Um, and that's something I've gotten into a little bit too. <laughs> yeah. That really um, annoys me that um, like, for example, social media companies claim your photos as their property. Yeah. That's weird. Isn't photos it? of your family. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Huh. Yeah. I've seen, it seems like a legal issue. <laughs> Is that the type of stuff you're talking about? Like, or is it beyond that? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess just leaving those platforms kind of stuff, but, um, also, yeah. Hosting your own photos, hosting your own. It's over. um, Nodes, stuff like that. (laughs) Um, anyway. Where my headset? Yeah, that's what it is. I'm such a fucking. Dork. All right, I'm glad it was you and not me. I rolled my Sometimes this volume. stuff is me. <laughs> I just like fidgeted in my chair and rolled the volume with my arm or something. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No problem. 
Well, it's getting late, and I feel like I'm wasting your time now. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Yeah, we can, I mean, we can wrap up. Um, but this has been a really fun conversation. I really enjoyed talking to you. Um, do you want to give your plugs? Yeah. I think I did. Uh, I like um, The Last American Vagabond. I like Media Monarchy. I like New World Next Week. I Shouting like at your James friends. Corbett. Yeah. Yeah, and, James uh, Corbett has excellent 9-11 material and a lot of other good stuff. That's really a big one. The nine eleven in five minutes James Corbett video I thought would change the world, but yeah. people slept on it apparently. But that's how I found out about that dude. I've been a fan ever since. And um, Grand Theft World community Richard Grove whistleblower OG. He's been at it just as long. Like, and he gave up a lot to do it too. So mad respect and love to him and and all the guys that are with him over at Autonomy. And uh, who else? I don't know. Oh, I like uh, I like really graceful, and, and uh, shout out to um, Phytophiliac and Deadfella and uh, Hi Yona, three cool musicians that I know. Nice through, uh, the community, and uh, yeah, there's more, but I guess I should stop. Right, <laughs> <laughs> might as well. Well, thank you, RBL, for coming on this has been great um i've enjoyed it I you're felt a cool like guy we... man you're a smart you're a smart guy you're a smart cat the way you're you're living the homestead thing oh really? we we try we try we you know we don't have everything figured out but we're getting no there. but yeah but you're yeah you're getting there and it's like it'll take seven years to get to where you, your dream started like to see it but man nothing feels better than that long payoff that slow burn <laughs> you get there nothing's gonna make you feel prouder either we get payoffs too so it's nice we oh. uh it's it's good to have some rewards mixed in with the the work <laughs> hey man thank you for coming on my friends hate freedom this good luck finding that lines, man. yeah yeah i'm gonna have to look for it i've never seen it in the wild just uh i i, I know what it looks like and it's pretty unique so <laughs> my friend my friend catches it all the time driving she just looks up just really looks up yeah she's the majority of it on the side of the road by looking up slightly wow interesting it's white on on trees yeah it grows higher on the trees like maybe 10 15 20 feet up you know so just look a little slightly up when you're riding in a car start driving and you're good at driving and you can gonna start (laughs) taking a ladder on the pickup truck wherever i go Looking for lion's mane. <laughs> yeah, like, climb a tree, man. <laughs> it's worth it. Right? Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> All right, dude, this has been great. I'm going to stop the recording.
raw milk out of a tank and they poured a dye inside the tank.